One of my boys told me that Anthony gave this girl Melinda a case of herpes, genital herpes, back in sophomore year. Syphilis, chlamydia, HPV, and gonorrhea. Everybody loves their STDs. You get an STD. Don't have sex unless it's with me. Oh, my ex Karen is a filthy tramp. She's a walking STD. I love this girl, all the money in the world, but this is what she gave to me. Well, I wouldn't mind catching herpes. In fact, it might be nice. Be one less thing to worry about because you can't catch herpes twice. Gift that keeps on giving, but that's all right by me. I'd rather be taking Valtrax instead of AZT. Welcome to Last Man Earth. My name is Lex Jurgen. As always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. After last week's controversial discussion about circumcision, Matt opted for his foreskin restoration surgery. He couldn't, he couldn't afford the gold package, so he chose bronze. An Asian lady sewed a piece of dehydrated meat onto the end of his junk told him he was no longer Jewish. So you... Uh, Reverse Mazel Tov, Matt. You and Brian are both Jewish, and... and uh, right? Yes, I've seen uh, yes. foreskin cut off of boys' penises before. Yeah, I, I was uh, circumcised. <clears throat> Real happy with uh, my I'll, parents' decision I'll take on your that. Word, take your word for it. But well, uh, it's, sta- it's standard in hospitals now. I mean, for the last 50 years, it's been standard in hospitals. Well, my friend's daughter... Uh, I'm sorry, uh... My friend's son is uh, Mexican, half Mexican. Yeah, ooh, half Mexican. And I guess they didn't circumcise him um, for some reason. Probably the money. Uh, <laughs> I think it's free. I think it's free at the hospital. Well, so now they had to circumcise him, but he's like seven. Why do they have to circumcise him? Because he kept him? getting infections in oh, his I see. foreskin. So uh, I was explaining this to my other friend, and I was like, yeah, he keeps getting an infection, so they, they got it. And my friend was like, well, it's just like an urban legend. And I was like, uh, well, it's actually probably not because they actually have to take him into the hospital. And then I realized that my friend wasn't circumcised, and it got really awkward. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's hard. It's hard when you're having naked conversations in the steam room, Matt, without circumcised <laughs> Well, those adults, you know, those guys who, like, convert to Judaism for their wives. And have to get circumcised at an old age. There aren't many guys who are, it's going to be a small percentage of the population who are uncircumcised, but probably foreign-born men, and they have to get uh, circumcised as adults. I think it's actually larger than you would think. I think really? most uh, European, especially Northern European, and, uh, and most Mexicans, I believe, are uncircumcised. Uh, I don't know. A German porn, clearly uncircumcised. That's <laughs> all I can speak to. From what I've seen. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. But in the U.S., they, actually, they will, in hospitals, they will do it unless you request not to do it to the boys. So it's just sort of like was decided at some point that it's just something you should just do to boys when they're two days old just to make get it over So with. my friend went out of his way to make a horrible decision is what you're saying. Yeah. Well, if he's half Mexican, he could have got a half circumcision. <laughs> they could have been the Mexican half and the U.S. half. Trump could have built a wall over the tip of the penis. This week's show is sponsored by people who spend an inordinate amount of time discussing Game of Thrones story outcomes. <laughs> Nothing says it's time to bring back the military draft like grown men spending hours arguing over the origin story of Jon Snow. That's you, Brian. I know it's you. I've seen part of maybe one episode in that entire series. I've seen them all, and I like the show, and yet I've never felt a need to get in a three-hour discussion with somebody over, like, the fantasy origin stories and stuff. I, I don't understand. I watch, like, Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit or other fantasy action stuff. I don't feel a need to, like, go to discussion groups 
to get involved with it. I, I, I understand there's a small niche of people who like that, but this seems to be pretty large at this point. It, it seems that the only thing I hear about is people talking about Game of Thrones. Yes. And I, I don't watch it, but it's like the, the volume of people talking about it has got to be more than the actual viewing hours. Right. Uh, it's pretty enormous, dude. I just saw the pirated numbers. I feel on like Brian's obsessed with Game of Thrones. Yes, he is. he's high. He's lying. I really <laughs> lying. haven't seen much of it. He probably I, has a cape. He has a cape somewhere that he usually <laughs> watches it. I'd be interested in comparison with Game of Thrones versus uh, the McGregor and Mayweather fight recently. That seemed, I mean, just the oh, in terms of numbers, you mean? And on and, and oh. That's a, like everyone was talking about it. Afterwards. I can't talk about the fight. I didn't I, see that either. I'm just waiting for hockey season. You know. By the way, I watched the fight, Matt, for free. Just so you know, oh, I did too. I thought it was pretty good. Actually. It was actually a better fight than I thought it was be, would it be. And yet, it seemed like every time McGregor wanted to take him down, it was like the guy referee called him off. It just would have if he just would have picked him up and just take him to the ground and beat the crap out of him. That would have been great. He was going to lose anyhow. He should have done that, but apparently he had like a kicker in the contract that if he did that, he would lose. Because uh, the buddy, the guy I was sitting next to during the fight had a prop bet on that that he was going to take him. He was going to wrestle him to the ground. <laughs> so, but I guess he didn't know. He didn't know about the uh, the contract. It's a kicker. Trick you trying to draw from the MMA fans who don't maybe know as much about boxing and what's not allowed compared to... Yeah, like Conor McGregor, who didn't seem to know what was allowed in boxing either. <laughs> right. And by the way, he was punching so softly. Did you notice that? Everyone talked about what a great job he did against Mayweather. But what he was doing was he was just doing like little finger jabs. So he was scoring points in the early rounds, but none of those punches had any power on them. I mean, he connected on a couple or three that were decent, but he had almost no power punches whatsoever. So are you saying that... It was sort of fixed, or just no. A- I'm just saying, McGregor is like the way you fight. The way you fight in UFC is like you kind of dazzle guys with a jab, and then you take them to the ground and beat the crap out of them. Right. Whereas Mayweather threw about four times as many power punches until McGregor started getting dizzy and falling down and losing his legs. Well, yeah, because his, his cardio, like, I so I wanted to learn how to box. Yes. At some point, in case I just had to beat the shit out of someone. Yeah. The and, lady. Uh, the ladies in your life. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Is a class for men boxing women? Literally for self-defense. Yes. But just keeping your hands up Very while hard. you're wearing the gloves yeah. makes you really tired. Yeah. No, they... Uh, that's not factoring in moving around. Once I saw, like, a long time ago, I saw this stat that, like, in a heavyweight fight, boxers will lose 15 pounds of water weight in, in the course of a 15-round fight. That's terrible. Yeah, and then I said I never want to box. It's just pointless. Yeah, fuck so, that, by the way. But I bet Mayweather and McGregor lost 10 pounds of just sweat. You know, just It's insane how aerobically in shape you need to be. And then also the muscle memory Mayweather has. He's 40. He's not young, but he's got all that training and muscle memory from 25 years of doing this. Right. And well, he just hits, punch, a, he hits a lot fucking harder than yeah, McGregor his, does. Yeah, his, his punches are so sharp. Yeah. Uh, and, and I feel like after McGregor lost, he came off as way too happy. Yes, like I feel like you. Kinda... Well, he did. He did get a hundred million dollars, so there was that, and he didn't really get hurt. I sensed that. Yes, but I feel like you. Part of the deal is you're supposed to pretend that you're somewhat devastated by losing. Well, I think he knew, like everybody else, he was it, it, it had one ounce of sanity in their body that he was going to lose. <laughs> there are still people at the fight time who are like McGregor might win. Then when he won the, you know, the announcers well, were trying to push so it. Fucking stupid! This country is. Yes, the overwhelming majority of the money was on McGregor in Vegas. Well, the bets were. I don't know about the money. The number of bets were for sure. Like many more people bet on McGregor. No, no, no. The the uh, I can't remember the gate. The gate was o- overwhelmingly on. Uh, oh, really? On McGregor. Well, yeah. People are. Well, I mean, first of all, there was no reason. To, there was no reason to bet on Mayweather because you could have made no money. 
I think it was um, Mayweather. I think was like uh, whatever it was like you bet you bet nine hundred bucks to get like thirty bucks back or something. Yeah, it, yeah. it made no sense. There was no reason to actually. If you're a gambler, there's no reason to bet on Mayweather because you got no money back. I gambled that it would go the distance, which I guess was kind of a stupid. bet. Yeah, that was really stupid. So, but all I would say is McGregor throat punches like a girl. <laughs> I'm sure he's a strong guy, but that was intentional. But in, in MMA, you try to like. Get a couple jabs in there, maybe, and then you kick the shit out of someone. Then you take him to the ground and, and, and you know put him in, in a noose and then suffocate him to death. McGregor's uh, what, like five eight, one hundred and fifty pounds, fifty five pounds. Yeah. Do you think if he walked in here, you'd give a shit? No, I'm sure he could kick our asses. I mean, he knows all that I don't fucking know. MMA shit. Uh, he, me, uh, no, he probably could. Yeah, he probably could. Uh, if you wish to contact the show, hit us up on, but I didn't pay for the fight, which is what I'm trying to get across. And also, apparently, 100 million people didn't pay for the fight because they watched illegally. Oh, you know what I do? Uh, tip to the listeners. Um, order the fight. Yeah. And there's always going to be some uh, pay, uh, pay-per-view issues. Like, some people say they can... Oh, then ask for a refund? Yeah. 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 Yeah, just pay for it and get your money back. I just went to the neighbor's house, and they was like... I'm showing him like okay. I brought a six pack of beer over and I watched the fight. That seemed to be the that seemed to be the way around the hundred dollar fee. If you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Minute Podcast or on Facebook also Last Minute Podcast. All right, on to the show. Brian, you taping? Just making sure the play. Uh, yeah, making yeah. sure the play buttons on. That's going to get us a couple of drinks here at Rocco's. Uh, Matt, let me ask you about NFL football. Something uh, you and I were never qualified to play. Uh, I love the new season of Hard Knocks. Jameis Winston is my favorite person of all. Really. Time. I uh, want to hang out he, with him. Even knowing his sexual assault history? I read up on it. It doesn't seem credible. No? The lobster house or wherever it was, the seafood house? He's just too He's too charismatic to be a rapist. Yeah. he's good. I actually, I actually uh, like him. I'm not sure he's going to ever make it as a, a Super Bowl quarterback, but we, we shall see. Uh, a man who was in the Super Bowl, by the way, for the 49ers, Colin Kaepernick. People forget that, Ka- I mean, even though Kaepernick is clearly not a top-level quarterback in the NFL, people do forget he went back-to-back years to Super Bowl and the NFC Championship game. Who was he in the Super Bowl with? Uh, they played the Ravens. Huh. And they lost. Remember, it was the Harbaugh versus Harbaugh. And they lost the... Uh, it was the one where the power went out in the Superdome. Hmm. And the, the Niners were losing. He threw, like, the very first pass of the game, Kaepernick threw, like, a pick six. <laughs> oh, yeah. But then he got that. better. And then the power went out for, like, 30 minutes. And then the Niners like cut the power somehow, and then they came back after the power and scored like twenty points. He ran, he just ran the sh- basically just ran around the field for cra- like crazy, and they scored they scored a bunch of points. But they lost, right? They did lose, but it was very close. They had the, they had a, a play at the end where they could have won. They ran out of time at the, in the fourth quarter. Gotcha. The four, uh, so it was, I mean, he almost he came startlingly startlingly close to being a Super Bowl championship quarterback. And at the time, it was you know it was when it was all the time when they had the quarterbacks who ran a lot and RG three and everyone else. They thought like this is a new wave. Everyone's going to have a quarterback like this. and They're going to win Super Bowls. And then of course it didn't turn out because every time they try that, it never really works. Right. So I mean, Russell Wilson isn't actually the same kind of quarterback. And he he won. The reason Kaepernick got the Super Bowls because they had an amazing defense and a top tier running game. Yeah, it wasn't like a quarterback driven. No, no, it's not like a Tom Brady team. So with Wilson too, it's like don't throw interse- don't throw interceptions and scramble for yards when you can, and you're going to win Super Bowls. Right. Uh, so anyhow, Kaepernick, as I told you before the show, he actually opted out of his contract last March with the Niners. He intentionally changed his contract a year before to take less money from the Niners so that he had the right to opt out of the contract because he wanted to get out to test the free agent market, and he also wanted to get out of San Francisco where he felt he had a bad vibe going, which is true because nobody li- nobody liked him there anymore. Well, he was clearly going to be second. He was clearly going to be second string. When they when they bring Blaine Blaine Gabbard in to replace you, 
That's not a good sign. I think you just made that up. I don't, I don't, that's not, that's a, not a real person. No, that, he was a guy. He was a quarterback for Jacksonville whose record was like 4 and 35. Career record was 4 and 35. And they brought him in and the Kaepernick team and declared that Gabbard was the starter. It's not racist, but it's definitely a slap in the face. I, I was kidding. Uh, yeah. So you're saying this year and the year after he would have been owed like twelve million each, twelve to fifteen million dollars each. He had two, uh, two to four more years, two, two years guaranteed. I think. Who's this fucking agent? I think he made these. Deci- he made his. He got very political. He's become very socially active and political, and he start, and he said the money. And he started saying the money doesn't matter to me. All this other crap, which. It's really fucking stupid, which is actually, I think it back. It's not stupid. It's stupid if you complain about it after the fact. If you want to be the guy who says money doesn't matter to me, it's all about principle, I can respect that. But then you can't complain about the money later on, how you're not getting the money anymore. I agree. So, so here's, that, here's what Kaepernick's devol- the Kaepernick protest has devolved into. And I think you and I both agree there's a heavy-duty amount of racism in this country and that probably the average black man has a much tougher time than the average white man. Yeah. But that may not be true in the NFL. That may not be true in the NFL. No, I think in this case it boils down to like, so they gave Jay Cutler ten million to play for whatever My, the Dolphins shit ass yep. team. Um, this is like, so if you were hiring someone for your own business and you're yes. like, this guy seems kind of difficult. Um, there's this other guy that's like maybe not even as cool, but like a little bit less difficult. Yeah, I'm going with the other guy all the time. I did hire you at one time, so that <laughs> maybe not, maybe not me, but that's why I'm not a billionaire. Like NFL owners are a little smarter. Um, <laughs> but if Kaepernick was a, he was a, he, great at what he was doing, no it, one would care. Oh right? no, Ray Lewis killed a person, and nobody seemed to give a shit. <laughs> they put a sta- they put a statue up to him in front of the stadium. That was my my uh, my great joke last week. How they weren't they weren't taking down statues of all the Southern murderers. Because he left Ray Lewis up in front of Baltimore. That's a good joke. Yeah. But, uh, no, they, no, you could kill somebody. You could be, I mean, in the old days, until five years ago, you could beat the crap out of your wife. They didn't give a shit. I mean, that was, that's all, that Ray Rice shit is all new. Because James, was it James Harrison, who was the linebacker for the Steelers? Yeah. He beat his wife up. He, he, knocked, he actually crashed through a door, knocked the door down, and beat his wife fairly severely. And they gave him, like, probation. The NFL gave him probation. <laughs> like, gave him sent to, like, a two-day class and then let him play the next like day. Like, he busted down the door? He bu- she was locked in the door, like, on the cell phone trying to call for help or a friend or whatever. He busted down the door, like, smashed her cell phone and, like, threw her against the wall. And they gave him, like, yeah, you know, diversion, tra- diversion, whatever. I <laughs> like, mean, in and his that was, like, 2008. defense, yes. and I'm in no way condoning yes, what yes. happened. This guy, it's always good to get the, op- the opinion of the male batterer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that guy is trained to kill people. Oh, he's a beast. The fact that he didn't kill her means he was sort of restraining himself, right? Oh, it's the same guy. I'm think, I, I want to say, I'm pretty sure it's James Harrison, who had the pit bull who attacked one of his kids. And the county ordered the pit bull put down, and he refused to comply and, like, hid the pit bull. Does this guy live in Florida, perchance? <laughs> well, he lives somewhere in Pittsburgh. He lived in the Pittsburgh area. I know where he's from originally. He might, actually, he might be from one of the Florida schools, now that you mention it. I'm now fucking horrified. But, is but, is your say, goal to make me not leave my house? Before, before, let's say, 2012, you were basically allowed to beat, you were a football player, you are allowed to beat that crap out of your domestic uh, partners. As much as you wanted, right. without repercussion, your family, whatever you want, until like until a until TMZ got a video of a guy actually beating his wife, you could pretty much do what you wanted. And then they said, "Oh, wait a minute, 
This is now. This is now. An and now guy. it's gone the the full. Uh, oh yeah. Other way where yes. if you're Ezekiel Elliott, where there's texts of the woman saying essentially I'm lying and I'm just trying to ruin you. Yeah. You still get suspended. It's a clear over, over a pendulum overcompensation by Goodell. So which but, is so cynical and obvious. Yes. And I don't understand. Why because still you had all the you had football. all the groups protesting after Ray Rice. I mean, Ray Rice did punch his wife in the elevator. It looked really it looked pretty bad. So, and, and then people realized, like, well, this has been going on forever in the NFL. So now they overcompensate. I get that. But Kaepernick was like, you know, you and I talked about this for the show. NFL is not sports; it's entertainment. It's a t. It, they make ninety nine point nine percent of their money off television. It's a TV product. Yeah. It's a show. It's a show. It's an unscripted show, basically, and a private business, right? It's a pri- and a private business, but I mean, in terms of the or product, cor- it's, is it a corporation? Uh, I don't know what the NFL is, but it's pri- it's privately owned, right? And they have TV contracts worth billions of gazillions of dollars, and it's a, it's like the most watched reality show on television, basically, right? And they tell their employees, you got to toe the line. They like I mentioned before, the guy like, you know, you can't change your shoe collar. A guy put the initials of a kid he was he was mentoring who died of brain cancer, initials on his shoes, like a defensive back, and they find him and made him change his shoes and. You know, and of course, everyone wants a cancer kid to get his initials on the shoes. But the NFL is so fucking strict about what you can wear, how you can act when you're on television because it's a TV product. And Kaepernick was creating. By the way, he was holding a clipboard. He was a second string quarterback. So, and he wasn't that good. And he was making a spectacle out of himself, both on TV and then following up with interviews and stuff. They won't even let the Negroes celebrate in the end zone. No. So, so do you think they're going to be cool with? Uh, I, I don't well, know. Like, could, could someone wear? A, and I'm not equating this, but obviously you couldn't uh, wear like a, a Nazi symbol on your forehead. That wouldn't fly. You right? couldn't wear. You can't wear anything except for the team-approved uniform. And by the way, I think he co- totally would have been allowed to do this had not TV made a huge issue out of it. If ESPN hadn't made a huge issue out of this, so that before every game, where by the way he didn't even play, they were just doing close like 10 minute cameras on Kaepernick. You know. Will he kneel? Will he not kneel? I mean, they turn it into a huge saga. Let's face it. Yeah, they're race. They're basically race baiting for for audience. They turn it turn it into the story because generally football players say all sorts of shit and nobody ever reports on it. Nobody cares what football players have to say in general. LeBron says all sorts of shit on politics, and generally even that just goes away the next day. So he said. By the way, LeBron says some very controversial things. And yeah, people go, oh, he's a basketball player. They kind of let it go. Does he really? Say yeah, he does. I mean, he's not controversial, but he'll say, but he'll support Black Lives Matter. I feel like he's on the same side as I am, but he he will he will do a pro Black Lives Matter tweet or whatever, and nobody really gives a shit because the LeBron athletic story is much more important than it is the LeBron well, also, off the court story. I, I think everyone's just assuming that he's that he's uh, sort of pandering. Oh yeah, like of he's doing he it for some sort of agenda. <laughs> of course, of course he, of course he is. The only you know. How many smart, you know, athletes? Like the only one I can think of whose opinion I would give a shit about is Kareem, and he uh, talks all sorts of shit. And but outside he of Kareem, yeah. is there even like an articulate athlete? There aren't that many, and there's but there's some. But, they, uh, but Richard Sherman, I guess. Yeah, Richard Sherman, by the way, speaks out all the time about shit. But uh, he does about the NFL policies. He gets fined all the time for not talking to the press. There's guys. There's guys who act out of line, and they get fined and shit like that. Kaepernick turned into a big. He took on the fucking United States of America with his patriotic shit. I mean, imagine how offensive that is to a vast. Whether you agree with it or not, how offensive it is to a vast portion of your audience. So he didn't take like a niche thing up of like PETA for animals or shit like that. He took on the American flag and patriotism and the USA and cops. He kind of like took everything on. Yes, and then he. 
you know, followed up with tweets that were pretty, pretty, you know, sharp, you know, criticisms of the cops and stuff like that. So he, he made himself a target, and now he's not getting hired because he's not a great quarterback, like we said. So why would you want him for your second string? You're actually picking him to be a second string quarterback. Why would you want him for your second string quarterback and have your fans booing? The Niner fans were booing him before the games. I mean, half the fans were booing him before the game. Why do you, why do you want that on your, in, your, in your company? Uh, I wouldn't, and even though I, I probably I'm not familiar with everything you said, I probably even agree with it. But uh, you know, this isn't a TED Talks. Like no. you're supposed to fucking score touchdowns. This is basically a movie. You're basically performing a movie or a TV show. And if a TV actor starts like changing their lines to do like social protests in the middle of a TV show, they too will get fired. Charlie Sheen was fired. Charlie Sheen was fired. For getting fucked up, for getting fucked up, and and talking shit about the the guy who ran that show. I mean, it's a private company. You- so what if during the height of Cheers, Ted Danson had looked into the camera and said, "By the way, you know, we have to boycott Cuba." They cut. They- I, I, I believe. Well. They cut that shit though, but they cut. What if it was live though? He'd just be fired. Yeah, he would be totally be fired. He'd be fired. He'd lose all his money, and then he would never get hired in television again. Right. So the same thing happens. And here's 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 like Kaepernick didn't think this out too well. Well, like I said, I I admire a man of principle. If he's saying like "fuck it," I don't care if I ever get hired again. I'm going to stand on my principle. I respect that. But now what he's saying is like I'm standing on my principle, but then I also should be hired. And then, now you have this point of ridiculous where the NAACP is now like arguing his football stats as to why he should have a job. <laughs> like they're actually, I saw a guy from the Atlanta uh, Atlanta chapter runs Atlanta NAACP arguing his QBR ratings. Like home and away, turf versus grass. Dude, I don't even like, watch football, but I know this QBR. That, that's bullshit, right? So he said, like, he's the 16th best quarterback by rating or whatever. I'm like, okay, maybe he's the 26th best quarterback, whatever. But he's not a top. He's easily replaceable. He's not. There's like eight quarterbacks in the NFL you can't replace. Everybody else is replaceable. There yeah. are 40 guys who can replace any of those guys. And if they're on a good team, they'll do well. If they're on a shitty team, they'll do poorly. So let's go with the guy, because I've been watching a lot of football documentaries for some reason. I don't plan on watching any of the actual games. Um, but it's a very, like, military type of culture. Like the, Extremely. I believe that the point, like, the guys that succeed are just the guys that don't try and beat up the coach, because that's what I would do. <laughs> yes. Um, with your jujitsu. With your boxing training, you took so people uh, would beat you up. No, he's an obese white guy with four chins. Yes. I would simply elbow him in the fucking head. <laughs> uh, but the whole point is that you like fall in line. Yeah, you fall. That's in like line. the entire culture of football. You fall in line, and by the way, you get paid a ton, shitload of money, and then you get a concussion and can't think after you're forty. That's the, I mean, that's that's the rules of football. You sign up for, it, you don't sign up for it. Kaepernick could have gone into a different line of work where he could express his political and social views all he wanted. He chose one of the most rigid, militaristic TV shows to be on, essentially. It was a stupid decision. And, by the way, he didn't vote. No, he didn't vote. And he grew his afro 16 inches overnight. It's a fucking bitch. I that might be, it might soon. be fake. I think the afro might be fake. Dude, it could have been implants. Because I swear to God, he had, a, he had a crew cut. Yes. And he had an afro, like, three days later... That was rivaling like any like Pam Greer. It was like a seventies like uh, black exploitation afro. It might have been fake. Check <laughs> the books on this. All right, Kaepernick. Uh, by the way, he was on the Niners, which was my team. I'm happy. I'm happy to see him go. He was always he was underrated, and then he was dramatically overrated because people have a hard time discussing the middle ground of things. Which is like he was just an okay quarterback. He has to be either horrible or great. There's no there's no middle ground. People can't accept nuance. Yeah, I don't, in their I don't life. know that much about football, but I, I would say he was a slightly above average quarterback. Like he was on a, several years ago. He was on a 
a team that was great in every other aspect of the team besides quarterback, and he was an okay quarterback. So that's, I mean, that's, it's, I remember Phil Sim, growing up, Phil Sims on the Giants. He was a guy who benefited from having a, a great running game and a top defense, and his whole job was not to throw interceptions. Just he would throw six yard passes or he'd throw the ball out of bounds, and they won all the time because they had just had field position constantly. And his job was just don't have turnovers and we're going to win. I and was, he was really uh, good at it. He was really good at it. I was at Gold's Gym one time in Venice where all the bodybuilders work out. And uh, is you with your binoculars and your car <laughs> pretending to be a bush? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, my buddy's a football player. There's a guy bench pressing 400 pounds. Yeah. Which, when you see that on the rack... Yeah, it's, it's impressive. And uh, no spotter, Phil fucking Sims. Really? Average-looking guy. Yeah, yeah. That's impressive. There are people that are just much different than you and I. <laughs> I can't bench for it. Let me talk about the dumbest fight of the week. Maybe even the one we just talked about. James Cameron, legendary director... Of the Term- Terminator uh, films, later on Titanic. Avatar and uh, The Abyss. The Abyss. Which was solid. And then I believe he made a documentary about exploring a sunken ship or something. The Titanic, sunk- exploring the Titanic. It's probably a really weird guy. By the way, they're making five more Avatars. Did you know that? No, I didn't. They have greenlit five additional Avatar movies over the next 10 years or 12 years. How many have there been? Two? No, one. <laughs> it was like eight, seven, eight years ago. And by the way, it wasn't that good. It was really cool looking, very cool looking. I saw it in 3D. Dude, I saw it in 3D, and I think it was fucking sick. Really? It was sick being good? Yes, it was amazing. I was uh, high on mushrooms. Oh, yeah. No, so. I was pretty high, too. It was... Uh, <laughs> I, can, I, can get a, I can get... I can be high for the next five films. Brian, we're, five? Going, Brian, we're going together. Yeah, they're making five more films. And, uh, but it, the movie was just a rehash of several other movies you've seen before many, many times. Um... But anyhow, that's, but he's got his start. His big break was Termi- the first Terminator, which he made on a low budget with Schwarzenegger, naked and muscular in the street, destroying everybody. Schwarzenegger is naked? Yeah, he shows up naked in the very first scene. And when he, come, when he gets zapped back from the future, he shows up in the alleyway naked. So it was a, it was a, it was a uh, thing. It was a thing. And Terminator was a cult hit. Uh, it was well done. It was all very cool. Anyhow, and, and he introduced a female hero- heroine, uh, Linda Hamilton, as Sarah Connor, who was like the chick, the first chick in a white tank top in the movies who had to be in a white, white tank top to be a star, but she was buff and she was like skinny and buff and she shot people. She was clearly a lesbian, or at least her character was. Her character was a tough-ass girl, but she was sleeping with Cameron, so I don't think she was a lesbian, but um, she was like the first the first time they put a, a female action hero in the tight white uh, wife beater. <laughs> like That was like wait, the first so, one. Wait, they, I, I can't remember the movie that much. They were both action heroes? Well, Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger comes back to kill her, her. Schwarzenegger comes back to kill her, so she can't give future birth to the human who will lead the war against the machines. Okay. So the machines in the fifty years in the future, machine. It's the same story as uh, the Matrix, by the way. In the future, the machines AI have taken over. The machines have killed all the humans through nuclear war, and there's an uprising of the humans that are left over, and their their king, their leader. It's this genius who knows how to stop the machines. It's the same thing as Mad Max, too, isn't it? Uh, no, but the same thing as the Matrix. <laughs> so the machines figure out how to if they send if they send a machine back in time to kill the mother of the future leader before she has a chance to give birth, mm-hmm. then the future leader will never be born in the future, and then they will rule. I see. And Schwarzenegger is the guy the machine in a human form they send back 
I'll be back. Costa la vista, all that crap. Um, but why wouldn't the machine look like a machine? Why would it was he... a cyborg, so that he would fit into the human culture and, and go, undete- go undetected. Well, um, I'm going to notice a guy on steroids. But she's, she, all she is is a strung-out chick, down-and-out chick, who is going to have sex someday with the, with the dad of the future leader. But he's come back to kill her, and then she ends up having to be like the badass chick who saves, who saves everybody. Um, anyhow, the fight is James Cameron in a UK paper said about Wonder Woman, which as you know, changed the lives of millions of women, of secretaries, who now felt they could go out and achieve their goals in life after watching the Wonder Woman movie. Because of an Amazonian, fake Amazonian princess from a 1930s magazine made, drawn by men who were beaten off of the pictures, can inspire a woman to become better. What, can, what really can? Yeah, I mean, why, like, Wonder Woman, I, I haven't seen the movie, so I don't want to, like, talk too much about something I'm, I haven't seen, but she is wearing, like, a slutty stripper costume in this, like, feminist movie, right? You're thinking about all the Halloween costumes of girls after her that dress like Wonder Woman? Yes. I mean, they, let's put it this way. If, you're, if your costume is one that women pick for Halloween, it's a slutty, it's a slutty costume. I mean, I, I don't imagine, uh, you know, Ric Flair. Uh, oh, may he almost rest in peace. Why, uh, I hope he's all right. Wow, Matt. Wow. Way to bring the show down. I, I couldn't imagine him walking out in only what is essentially a G-string and then ever complaining that someone was looking at his balls. Uh, why were you looking at his balls? I, I mean, you just hype, this is a hypothetical. <laughs> it's a totally hypothetical. No, well, here's the thing. So it was the reason. The reason Wonder Woman was a feminist movie, in my mind, was because it was made by a woman starring a female character, and women just had to shape it, frame it as a feminist movie, because there was no way they wanted a movie that was exploitative of women to be massively successful, because that didn't fit their that didn't fit their storyline, which is like. Women in Hollywood should have much more power to make decision to make films about women by women. This is clearly not the case of that kind of movie, a feminist movie. And there are femi- plenty of movies by women, starring women for women. And some have done okay, like Girls Trip just did very well. Mm-hmm. And some, most of them don't do very well at all. Um, but this was clearly not that. This is just a fucking another comic book movie that cost $200 million to make with lots of CGI and happened to have a chick in the lead role with a sword and, and and a fucking bustier showing her breasts, who was kicking ass on German not on German soldiers, and yeah, and and there was a lot of attention paid. Like, uh, no, she's like uh, she's like six four. She's like seven feet tall. I mean, she's she might be eight. You know, it's like uh, all right. Well, uh, that doesn't seem particularly attractive. I mean, the average person, the average man, is you know five. She's not that tall, but compared here's the problem. Like compared to every Hollywood, it's just like. You don't watch Game of Thrones, but the lead guy is like five. He's a male model type. He's like five seven, five eight. So everybody in the show, they're all female models. They're all taller than he is. So it's just an issue that they actually finally address in the storyline, where someone said, "Like, aren't you kind of short? Aren't you kind of short?" <laughs> yeah, they had to actually make fun of it because it was so obvious after so many seasons that like every woman in his life was taller than he was. Well, but that- they picked the they picked the friggin' supermodel. To play Wonder Woman, that's how feminist it was. Like, I was I was listening to Tina Fey, who who I like. I like Tina Fey too. Um, and she was like, you know, every studio executive. And by the way, her husband is a literal midget. Um, really, which is you know fine, but just you know for context. Yes, you mean uh, like a midget who likes to read, uh, and <laughs> no. probably eat a lot of fucking poon. Nice. Uh, so because he's short. He, He's not just short. He's 
he's like a, he's not a short guy. He's, yeah. He has like some kind of. Um, no, but are you implying that because men are short in stature, they like to eat pussy? Uh, because of just their stature, isn't that something a sexist thing we use, men you say about women? About well, no, I'm just saying he must be doing something. Yes. Uh, oh, I see. He's, over, he's not compensating somehow. Fucking him for his appearance. Ah, oh, Matt. Wow. Uh, how superficial. So, anyway, so she goes. Uh, you know, every studio executive, they're all tall guys. And, and, I'm, and I'm like, uh, you don't know what you're talking about. You just got this job because you're tall. I'm like, you can't make up a thing no. that doesn't exist. No. Studio executives are short Jewish men. Generally, they're short. Well, they used to be Jewish men. Now they're mostly women. But uh, Well, they're no. not tall men. No, they're not tall men. Although so tall what men, the fuck are you talking about? Tall men do have an advantage in society and working, Matt. You know that, right? They get hired over shorter people, and they become presidents. Well, I don't know. No, no one's. Uh, well, Trump is pretty tall. I guess. No, no they uh, they always show the taller guy, always, except for Jeb Bush, who's tall and just stupid looking. But generally, the tall guys have an advantage in elections, and also in, in hiring. Just so you know, it's a hidden. It's a hidden. Uh, hidden. Uh, well, yeah, Lincoln was like six four, which which now would be like you know seven foot. People inherently assume tall people are just. Grander in some way because they're tall. I understand what she was going for, yeah, but, but it's not true in Hollywood. It's just at all. not a thing. No, it's like it's almost it's the same thing as saying uh, uh, like African Americans are underrepresented in Hollywood and TV shows or something. It's the, it's the same, same thing say as a, saying like Jews run the media. Yeah, well, we do. We Although, do. yes, but we don't talk about it. And it's we actually have, not like that. We hire other people to cover for the fact that we're, 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 you have to have a front. Everyone knows you have to have a front. You know, it's like if you're a rich guy, you don't go buy your own drugs. You gotta have someone out there for you, Maybe right. a, bu- a buffer of some kind. And by the way, even if the guy was tall, yes. So that's his fault. Chris Pine, by the way, uh, one quarter Jewish <laughs> in uh, in Wonder Woman, one quarter Jewish, and she was dis- decidedly taller than he was. Uh, but here's the, here's what James Cameron said in the Guardian. I heard I heard she was like eight feet tall. So, right. No, she's but she's a supermodel. She's Go probably ahead. five ten or five eleven, and uh, so James Cameron said, basically broke, broke the, the, the wall of, just as we saw with Joss Sweden last week, James Cameron dared to say that the movie was not a feminist story because Wonder Woman, you know, he described this, he actually did it as a movie break that described the character arc of Wonder Woman, how she really didn't become a feminist hero in any way, versus, say, Sarah Connor in his movie, The Terminator. So this is one step beyond. This is a guy saying, you're not feminist enough, female, females, which is kind of cool because he's fucking rich and makes his own movies, doesn't give a shit anymore. And by the way, he probably is pro-woman. He just doesn't give a shit to toe the line anymore. He's probably, like, tweeting this from a spaceship. <laughs> he might be. He's in England, which is uh, like a spaceship, because when people go to England, they always say stupid shit to newspapers. Wait, so did he... Wait, did he, like, release the statement? Or no, was, someone just asked him about he, someone it? Someone asked him about it, about, like, women in Hollywood, feminism in Hollywood, and someone said, what about Wonder Woman? Wasn't that great how successful it was? And he basically retorted, saying... Yeah, but that's not a feminist movie at all because, you know, it's a comic book movie and so on and so Sarah Connor in Terminator was a feminist character because she struggled with her role. She was not just a woman. She was a fighter. It wasn't about her being a woman. It was about her being a fighter as a woman, and she was the first, like, female action hero. Uh, well, what, and, he was, and it wasn't like a fantasy action thing. It was a real gritty character. So he was, and then the best part is actually, the, so he said that, which I think is basically true. Uh, from my three college films, film theory classes that I slept through. And, and the best part was Patty Jenkins' response. The director, Patty Jenkins, who's now being heralded as a feminist icon because of, she made Wonder Woman, uh, had, to, had to respond in the only way possible, which is to say, love James Cameron, seems like a really smart bu- guy, but obviously in this case he can't comment because he doesn't know what he's talking about because he's a man. So that's, hmm. <laughs> that's, 
They just just stamp that on, a, on an envelope or a letterhead somewhere and like have them submit that response to men commenting on feminism. Isn't that reverse mansplaining, Matt? Uh, yes. So what if, uh, I don't know, hypothetically, there was a code we had to crack because the, uh, the China was going to nuke the United States. What? Do you know something I don't know? No, just hypothetically. Your hypotheticals scare me. And, like, the one guy that could crack the code was, like, explaining to various people, you know, how to... Yes. How to, how to save the world from Armageddon. Would that be mansplaining? Yes, it would be. It would be mansplaining. Okay. She actually didn't... She's actually... I think Patty Jenkins, she's a very smart woman. She's smart enough not to be as dumb as people on Twitter and say mansplaining. But she basically did said the same thing in a highbrow way, which is, like, men can't relate to this situation, so how could they comment on it? Which is just... It's one thing when they say, like, you've never been to war. Like, you've never been to war, so you can't comment on war. This is like a woman saying, you're a man, so you can't comment on women in film theory. Like, he's not like saying, oh, childbirth isn't hard, you know, or something a man really could never understand. He's saying, as a film theory, this is not... And James Cameron is excellently qualified to talk about film theory and film story. He's one of the most qualified people in the world to talk about it. And that's what he was was explaining it as. I I guarantee you that... James Cameron, not necessarily, although probably more intelligent than almost everyone on Twitter, but certainly uh, knows more about film. He can say whatever he wants, and yes. you should probably respect it because uh, you have not even made a short, and he's made movies that have grossed billions of dollars. Yes, there's five avatars coming. Well, here's the, here's the thing that really made me just sad. I know you get sad, like, when you see ki- kitten cats, kitty cats. Uh, I get sad when uh, the like world kit- gets ugly. Cats. So I, I think Patty Jenkins, I've seen her talk, read about her, I've seen her interviews, very intelligent woman. What scares me is that she would say something like that, like, do the mansplaining response, because she's clearly way smarter than that. And so I think that's, like, she is now, like, saying, like, this is the a- antithesis of feminism. She's actually saying, to be a feminist, now you have to go up with this knee-jerk response that we yeah. get a lot of Twitter Twitter likes, even though I'm a woman who could explain this for hours in more detail and, and argue with James Cameron in a very smart debate. I'm just going to cut it off short by saying mansplaining. So it's, it's almost like uh, to take it uh, to its you know next logical step, if you're a woman, you could say something that's fucking retarded. Yes. And everyone would have to respect your opinion. Yes. That's my one Twitter battle, I'm Matt. pretty sure that's where we're at. <laughs> that's my one Twitter battle. Oh, my battle. God. I made a point about Olivia Wilde in my one Twitter battle. and, and, a, and a, What was a your point? Well, she said, she's, she was like, uh, uh, fuck what she said. She's an anti-Trump, whatever the hell it was. She, no, anti, she was talking about Charlottesville, whatever she was. And she she's said, very attractive, so I'm going to bump her up a little bit. Anyway. Yeah, she's attractive, wealthy, wealthy old school family. She was a model. She, uh, her family is an old Italian, rich Italian family. Um, what are the odds? Yes. Anyhow, she's a good, gorgeous woman. Although she has cankles, I want to tell you she has cankles. Uh, Not <laughs> fucking her cankles. No, I, that's well, I would. Uh, I like a woman with strong cankles. I like when the calf goes right to the ankle. It's just it's a breeding stock, good breeding stock. Um, anyhow, so she said something about Charlottesville. When some, of course, white supremacists wrote her some letters saying we're going to form a boycott and never see your movies again. Of course, she had to pull out. Like, she got ten thousand positive responses, and one like idiot who goes, "Were white supremacists watching a lot of indie comedies?" <laughs> no, I don't know. And and she said, then she wrote back, "Tough Olivia Wilde, like I don't care. I'll say I'd rather you not ha- don't come to my movies. I'd rather have no one come to my movies and you know kowtow to the white supremacist, whatever it was." She said, 
And I wrote her, I said, like, look, that's great for you, but they're not actually your movies. You're in the movies. <laughs> and there are, like, 200 people that are working paycheck to paycheck on your movies that might not want them to be, like, complete failures. Good point. Because celebrity, they always, actors always say that my movies. I hate that shit. And by the way, yes, if you don't get a $5 million paycheck for this, you'll get a $5 million paycheck for the next one. But the, guy, the key grip kind of cares that the job's there. And so I basically just wrote that in a tweet back to her. And then someone wrote back, like, mansplaining. And then, like, 8,000 people wrote back, like, yeah, you told them. <laughs> like, like, what? That's not an answer to, like, the blue-collar versus rich celebrity, you know, cavalier response. Wait, they, they said you told them, like, they were backing yeah, her the up? Yeah, the mansplaining. The mansplaining. Like, she, she, she oh, wrote, like, right. She just wrote mansplaining. They were like, yeah, you showed him. Like, what do you mean you showed him? You showed him by saying mansplaining? That's As that's she it, was every, getting her ass eaten out in Monaco. Yeah, whatever. That's you were angry on your mansplaining. Matt, let me ask you. We got an email from Adam about Amazon. Amazon, by the way, I, I am actually literally, I'm a very free market person, and I am very scared. I've started to become very scared. I used to be scared of nuclear war, uh, but now I'm not scared of nuclear war anymore. When I mean when I was a kid. Now I'm scared of Amazon, Google, Facebook, et cetera, a couple others taking over the entire world. Because we've never, I know you as a, as a uh, weird sort of hippie who likes nice things, uh, you don't like corporate, you're big in the corporate conspiracy about Monsanto and all that crap. It's not a conspiracy. I mean, well, they do, they do. I, I, I don't say it's a conspiracy. They are evil. Some of the corporations are evil and they do evil things with pharmaceuticals I just, and I just, kind of environment and, dr- and drones. If I could sum it up in... in- one sentence I would say that Wall Street is the biggest threat to America yes but here well so I don't get scared of Wall Street I think they are corrupt in a lot of ways what scares me is the power of information and oh yeah no I agree with you on this Amazon Google Facebook they control so much of information flows not just like from a devious like we're going to cut off pull the lever and cut off information they can shade stories any way they want 50 to 60 percent of people under 30 are not getting the news directly from Facebook there's all sorts Which of Which is frightening. Yes. Even if you like, think, okay, I love Mark Zuckerberg and he's going to be really cool about this, it's really scary that like 8,000 newspapers have been replaced by Facebook. <laughs> so, you know, it used to be like the, the corporate conglomeration, like, what if Newsweek buys time and then there's only one Newsweek time and there's only six other magazines? And that was like, okay, we can't allow that to happen. But now there's like three companies that control 99% of the information on the internet. Right. And, and like, just as a, a quick example that happened to me recently, um, so if you're on Amazon and you type in baseball cap, it'll say a certain price. Yeah. And that's because what it's doing is profiling your uh, browsing history and sort of deciding how much money you have yep. for that actual uh, They are price. storing a lot of information on you. And in Europe, they just got had to pay a $10 billion or whatever fine because they were artificially moving up people who are paying the money towards the top of search results. Google, which, this is Google. Which, okay, I, I didn't know. This yeah. always frightens me. It's kind of like the Catholic Church where they're like, oh, yeah, you were uh, systematically uh, covering up child rape. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have to pay uh, $10 trillion. And they're like, okay. So it's like, how much fucking money do you fucking have? <laughs> they have a lot. The, they have a lot. The, the, yeah, that's oh, not a big deal. Yeah, like Google's like, yeah, we have to pay $20 billion fine. All right, well, do you take a check? Do you take a personal check? <laughs> yeah. Like, Can we pay you in cash? They don't care as long as they're not kicked out of Europe. They don't give a shit because they control everything anyhow. But, and, yeah, this is like the Catholic Church like in the 14th century, basically. Uh, you know, Google, Amazon, whatever. They control everything, the dogma, everything. And so I actually have nightmares about them, like, just, like, 
one day saying like, hey, you, Lex, and write a story about you, how horrible you are. Yeah. And next thing you know, you're like, you, either people are burning your house down, you're never working, whatever it is. Like, they can literally, they can do it to companies, to TV shows, to the it's, media it's, outlets they don't like. They can shut anything down they want to shut down, basically. It's and, already happening. Just like, for example, when you type something into the search, quo, Q, I don't know how to say that yeah. word. Q, what is it? Query. Qu- query. Qu- query? Query. Five-letter word. For Google search. So you could type in, like, uh, for example, uh, why does the government, and then if you typed in another thing, such as tax people, it, yeah, wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't suggest anything. Yes. It would suggest uh, help people, yes. for example. <laughs> so it's already completely ridden with propaganda. It, uh, they can change the search results. They can cut things out. Even when I got scared, I'll tell you what got me scared was, like, when they started cutting off the white, the all right white supremacist sites, which I would never visit in a million years for any possible reason because I'm really progressive, uh, then I realized they're going to start doing this. And then I saw the stuff at Google about the guy saying that men and women are different biologically, and they fired him. I thought, oh, that's the company that controls all information searches on are men and women different biologically? <laughs> right. <laughs> so I don't know if you Google search like do men and women have the exact same you know whatever born with the exact same skill sets across genders? It's, all, it's already. Everybody happened. says yes, indeed. Google has found. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't want to say the guy's name because I. I think he's a racist uh, troll piece of shit. Um, but they kicked off. Is, a, it, is it Brian? <laughs> <laughs> you can tell me just whisper. <laughs> they kicked uh, a certain alt-right guy sure. off Twitter just for um, expressing his opinions. Yeah, which is, why don't they just like, I mean, it, at worst, what they should do is put a little like advisory thing up saying this might be, this view might be whatever, not hate-filled, but this view might be extreme or something like that. If they must do that. Leave it up, but like put like yeah, but like for porn, they have a warning, right? This this whatever. If you, the right. fil- like you can on Google like for kids, it filters all the adult sites out. So just you know, at least allow people to opt in. Say like, I never want to see anything that includes the words Nazi, white supremacist. You can do that if it really bothers do you. Do you have much. that at, at your home? Because I, I no, not at, at all. some I point you had young children. No, I don't know what kind of porn they're watching. I just assume they are. So I mean, well, here's the worst part: is when you like. I think they clean up a little bit, but it used to be like when you type in like, I would like to know about a pet ferret, then it would like ferret sex would come up like some guy put a ferret his ass. <laughs> they cleaned that up a little bit. It used to be some very innocuous terms for taking to porn. And now they've cleaned it up, you know, they cleaned it up a little bit. So it doesn't like, you can't, you can't accidentally be taken to porn, but you still are only one step away. So all you have to do is type in the word tits and you're pretty much there. The kids know that early on. But they, they, that's so I, actually, I remember I have when nightmares I was using, uh, learning how to use the internet, I, I would type in something like porn.com and nothing yeah. would come up and it was like uh, an ape. Like, that fuck. sucks. That sucks. <laughs> was that like on your fake computer that your parents made for you? It was just a piece of cardboard with like little spray painted letters on it. <laughs> you didn't want to get your real one. Well, that was it not working? I don't know. Keep hitting the cardboard keys harder. <laughs> I'm a fucking retard. Wait, uh, what, what's the Zuckerberg? We're talking about Zuckerberg. So here's the thing. So I, by the way, so I do have nightmares about this shit because I think it's someday they, every fascist leading thing, every time they try to censor speech for reasons that everyone agrees with, eventually it comes down to reasons people don't agree with. And there's someone in charge like a Zuckerberg or the fucking head of Google or Jeff Bezos who's fucking like deciding shit. And you may like him, you may not like him, but he's now deciding what you see on your screen. And that bothers me a lot. Um, so there is a it's there is a literally massive, a Big Brother situation, and it's a, it's the world's most massive monopolies, and they're completely unchecked, completely unchecked. So like when they well, broke because no one can do anything about it. 
No, it was like when they broke up Ma Bell to make all the little fucking shitty, you know, Verizons and all that stuff like that. Because Ma Bell, AT&T was the only telephone provider in the country, and they said that's too much power. But that's basically the power these companies have now, and well, they're that, doing nothing about it. Yeah, but it. that was a long time ago. That wouldn't happen now. Well, no, because they don't control... Ma Bell worked over telephone, hardware telephone lines, so it was controlled by the FCC. It was controlled by the FCC or whatever. So they said there was a public utility they could break it up. But with Google, Facebook, all the other, they can't, do sh- they can't really do shit so about where, it. So like, uh, where I live in the, in the condo that I, I live in, um, I had Time Warner Cable... Which initially was something else I can't remember. Which yeah. was bought out by Time Spectrum, Warner. Spectrum, that's Spectrum. Now that was bought out by another thing, and they're overcharging me. Yeah. So I. But they're but they're consolidating because there's so many other. I mean, we're we're cutting the cord at our house. I mean, everyone's cutting the cord, so they're letting them consolidate only because those numbers are dropping. You can't cut the cord on internet. Uh no no oh you mean on your internet service. No, that's what I meant. I don't you know will be. I, mean. I mean, you can get satellite, whatever. Oh, yeah, TV. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, uh, but they're late, they're letting those companies consolidate the cable companies because their numbers are actually dwindling. First, they broke them up. First, they broke them up, and now let them get back so together. they're doing them a favor. Well, they're just saying there's there's actually competition now to the cable company. There didn't used to be, but with like Google, there's no competition to fucking Google. Google has no competition. No, of course not. And you go uh, off to your offsite uh, Guatemalan search search <laughs> search engine. Like so. I, I don't know where I live. I don't have another choice. I only have Spectrum, yes, and no other competitor for your for your internet service. You yes. Mean. Oh yeah. Well, the so it's cable ba- it was cable based, which it is. They gave them territories, but there are other there are uh, there should be like a hotspot for your telephone service, right? I don't have a phone. I can't discuss this with you, Matt. Your technology. So you're saying there is another way. There are other ways, and there are more and more coming. So okay. I want to talk about Zuckerberg taking paternity leave. Sorry, we should have actually. Talked, no, I don't want to do that. About this, I want to talk about Amazon's new massive price cuts. <laughs> We're going to talk about Zuckerberg in a minute. I'm scared of all these companies. So Amazon bought Whole Foods, which was everyone thought was really, really strange because they don't understand how fairly genius Amazon is about. Bind and, and taking over taking over every aspect. It's of the like the people that think Jay Z is in the Illuminati. Yes, like uh, I do. Hey, guy. Yeah, yes. he doesn't really have that much money. No, no. Uh, Jeff Bezos has same 90, thing with Whole Foods. Ninety three billion dollars, so he could write a check for Whole Foods for ten billion. Everyone thought it was kind of strange, but he bought the Washington Post last year and some other shit, and now he bought uh, uh, Whole Foods. And the first thing they did, the very first day yesterday, they took over officially the, took over if, Whole Foods. Just, uh, as yes. a quick aside, yes, the Washington Post happened to have recently written uh, some fairly flattering stories about Amazon. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't think that's why he bought it per se. I was. It is the no, second, it's just not a coincidence. It is the second biggest digital online uh, newspaper presence after the time, New York Times. It's some fucking Hearst shit. Um, so Amazon bought Whole Foods. It was approved, and yesterday was the first day they took over of Whole, the Whole Foods uh, market chain. And Adam wants to know: Didn't Amazon's new massive price cuts on Whole Foods kind of admit that Whole Foods has been ripping trendy people off for years? <laughs> because the first day they Amazon came in, they reduced prices on a number of staple items by. 43%, 43%, which is crazy because, like, no one takes over the car dealership and a car doesn't go down from, like, 40 grand to 22 grand. They don't go, Ford doesn't go, <laughs> we used to be charging 40 grand for the uh, whatever, Fiesta, and now we're charging 23 grand. We just decided we were overcharging by 43%. But apples, fucking pears, staple, whatever, food items, 
all dropped by 43%, and assuming they're still making money off them. Didn't they just, as Adam wants to know, did they just admit that every fool you know who's been shopping at Whole Foods the last decade is a tool who defended, had to defend Whole Foods as this organic Nirvana place where that's why they were paying more money for shit? Yes. And they, and they would not, nobody would fucking ever admit that they're overpaying at Whole Foods. And this, by the way, included the time four years ago when they got sued because they actually were overcharging at the cash register on top of the high prices. Whole Foods was sued in California, successfully sued by the state attorney. Uh, because they were not, uh, they were not updating prices, and all the prices were higher at the register than they were shown on the uh, thing. So, and then people still are like, "Oh, but I'm still getting organic." So, if I'm paying eight bucks for an apple, it's still good. Tell me about some Whole Foods douches. <laughs> it's it's got to be uh, people that are spending not their own money. If you go into Whole Foods, well, the one in uh, Hollywood, anyway. Uh, it's probably 80% hot chicks. Very hot chicks. That's the only reason they go. And I only assume that they're spending the money of some uh, sort of fat older guy. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and, they're, and they're always driving like a wagon, like a, like a uh, what do you call the Mercedes, the, yes. like the Nazi one? Like the SUV version? Yeah, yeah. The hatchback? Because um, yeah. my neighbors, who I respect very much, but, you know, they're kind of hippie. Like that, and they were like, uh, "Man, we we got to go into uh, Whole Foods once the prices are sliced, because <laughs> it's just going to be a celebration." And I was just like, "Man, I like you guys, but it's exactly what you're saying. Like, you were just being duped the entire time, and you still are." Yeah, and, and by the way, and none of them can explain what organic is because it doesn't actually mean anything. I mean, organic means. It's organic. It's carbon-based. So, first of all, the name itself just means all food is organic. So, what they're saying is maybe no chemicals added. Are they saying no GMOs? Are they saying whatever? No one can actually explain what it is. I think it's different from state to state and country to country, like, um, to be certified as organic. Yeah. But, but they, then they found out that people were paying to get the rules loosened, and it wasn't really... Well, there are certainly <laughs> instances where the same product could be labeled organic or not. Yeah. Um, or they were found out that all the... If you go to Whole Foods, you're right, there are a tremendous number of attractive women in the store, which in and of itself might be a rationale for a guy to shop there and pay a little bit more if you don't buy a lot of groceries. I kind of get that because hanging on Hot Models is just kind of a cool thing you pay extra you pay extra for. But they're selling like General Mills cereal made by a fake company General Mills makes up called like Sunshine Whole Fo- Sunshiny Foods or whatever. They put a pic- there's always a picture of the Earth on the package. They take one ingredient out of Rice Krispies, call it Earth Friendly Krispies, or the fuck they call it Sprouted Krispies. Package it in the same place in Minnesota, ship it out to Whole Foods, which when then 10x marks it up. No, there, there's some idiot, some idiot buys it. Goes like, I'm eating healthy now. I'm eating healthy. There's now. no one that shops at Whole Foods that made their own money because even if you have 10 trillion dollars, that probably means you're kind of smart financially. Yes. So if you go into a Whole Foods, they might have a generic product like Tostitos, and it's three times as much as it costs at another store. But it's called like green chips or something like that. Well, they change, I mean, they change the name on it. The, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fried tortilla chip. Well, also, I mean, just other high end markets like um, what do we have here? Uh, Bristol, Farms Bristol Farms, yeah, and uh, Gelson's. But pe- I think you people- could buy a can of tomato soup, which is supposed to cost ninety nine cents, and it's five dollars. Anyone who you know values money, yeah, would well, never shop there. Besides, besides the hot chicks, I'm thinking of a second thing, which is I go to the discount uh, uh, grocery store. Of course you do. Yes. 
Because I'm a guy. Why would a guy pay extra for a can of Campbell's soup? I want 69 cents for my can. I'm not going to pay $3 for a can of soup just because it's... Uh, uh, you what do you know, mean, like, like the 99 cent store? No, just like Vons. It's oh, like, yeah, well, yeah it's, it's a Safeway. A Safeway-owned store has cheap... Yeah, but price. you're wearing Crocs. Yes. You're not wearing yoga pants no. with your fucking you pussy shirt. You don't want to see me. You don't want to see me in yoga pants. I'll do that as punishment one day. Uh, no, but I, but there are ladies like there are homeless people in there, and there's like the old lady who eats soup out of the soup out of the soup dispenser and stuff. So there are some gross <laughs> aspects to the discount stores. You got to admit, and there are all the obese people and all the people like in the on the uh, hover around on the hover around trying to reach. Okay, so let's meet in the middle. You're yes. you're on the weird yes. side of things. Fucking go to Ralph's. Yes. Yeah, well, that, I agree. And by the way, the reason Whole Foods had to lower all their prices, Amazon's lowering their prices, because places like the Safeway stores, Costco, Walmart, are now just buying the same frigging organic product and saying, we have the same shit Whole Foods does, but we're 40% cheaper. Right. And, people, and, we de- and by the way, we deliver. And people are like, okay, well, then why am I going to Whole Foods other than to be a douche who can tell people I go to Whole Foods? <laughs> and that was, drove away a lot of people. The hot, if you're noticed in Whole Foods, the hot chicks in there are always buying like no more than three items in their basket. <laughs> they always have like an apple. They're buying like an, an apple, a, a little thing of cra- a tiny thing of four crackers, and like a tiny thing of like fake cheese. I always kind of assume they're just purchasing items to like shove up uh, into their holes on web cameras. What? Not a well, much. I don't know. There's That's no your, other explanation. That might be your whole. But you have nothing else to do. Well, no, because I think they're not. I think some of them are not as rich as you think they are, and they are like sort of. There are sort of rent girls, if you will, and so they can't afford to buy like five hundred dollars shop. You know, you can fill up five hundred dollars worth of groceries pretty fast at Whole Foods, and they have like twenty bucks to shop or thirty bucks to shop with. So they're buying like two items. But then, why would you go to Whole Foods? Because that's where the models it- go. It's just a thing. It's like the same reason why people go to certain bars that are where they charge you eight bucks for a beer because it's a place. It's kind of the place to be. Yeah, it's a trendy yeah. thing. So, so uh, yes, Adam. The truth is, fuck you, Whole Foods. But are a lot of people meeting? Like, is no, it a social a scene? It doesn't seem like... Okay, here's what I learned. When I got, are when they I, Instagramming it that they were at Whole Foods? When I first got to L.A. and I started meeting all like the, the Hollywood agents, I realized they all had like Porsches. They all, all the guys drove Porsches. Or they drove a Mercedes. Most of it was, it was very more aggressive, aggressively masculine cars like Porsches, mm-hmm. which there's no reason to ever own one. <laughs> so, there's no reason other than you're a divorced guy or you're a guy trying to show how masculine they are to own a Porsche. They're not comfortable. They make a shitload of noise. They're not all that roomy. There's no sense to have a Porsche. I know you, you probably have one in your garage. Um, and then I found, I thought, oh, these guys, these Hollywood agents must make a shitload of money. They got like an $80,000 Porsche they're driving around in. And then I found out that, no, actually, the agent I had who was like driving a Porsche made like 65 grand, 65 grand a year. And he had an $80,000 car. They lease them because they want to fit in to look the part of the Hollywood agent. So they... Buy clothes they can't afford. They lease a car they can barely afford. They can barely make a. And if you ever been to where they live, it's a fucking four hundred dollar <laughs> rental with five guys in it. I literally went to this woman's apartment. She was a high motor manager driving a Mercedes, all shit like that. Went to her apartment, sharing it with three other girls. It was probably a thousand bucks a month. They were sharing it with like four people. There yeah. was like tear down shades. It was dirty. It was in a bad part of town. That's what they're doing. And like, they, look, that's why I think the girls are going to Whole Foods because it's like part of the. I'm going to be a model or I'm a yoga instructor or I'm a whatever. I got to shop at Whole Foods because that's where Whole, we shop at. That's why it was especially douchey. Especially douchey. Uh, okay. Well, that, that makes sense. Uh, and I now have even less respect for yes. these people. I just, the thing that always bothered me, I don't mind people that are, you know, will buy things that are too expensive for no good reason. 
as long as they just laugh about it, as long as they're willing to laugh about it, because everyone has their thing they'll spend a little more money on. Yeah. And as long as, they, as long as they're willing to make fun of themselves, but Whole Foods people will never, ever admit that they were getting ripped off, and they were always getting ripped off. <laughs> it was like a source of pride. Like, I remember as a kid watching uh, the WWF, and uh, I loved it. And my dad, for some reason was not cool enough to pretend that he liked it. Yes, it's harder when you're older. <laughs> Once you're over 15, it's hard to pretend you like professional wrestling. Well, yeah, and the frightening thing is some guys that are like 40 yes. still watch it. Um, but, you know, I, I was like, dude, I, I, I bet the Ultimate Warrior like lives in a mansion. Because, you know, yes. he's the Ultimate Warrior. And um, my dad went, uh, no, he probably lives in a really crummy apartment in Hollywood. Yep. And that was a little too real for me as, yeah. as a six-year-old. But he's like he's like cutting coupons to get shit at like Safeway and stuff like that to feed himself, which was really accurate. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta like parse like what you tell the young. You don't tell them Santa's not real when they're four. Do you? Oh, when you saw remember we saw the Jimmy Snuka, may he rest in peace, where he killed that woman and they <laughs> when they were on the like tour the WF, WWE tour whatever it was in the eighties, they showed the motel where he like killed his girlfriend. Basically, it was just a fucking crappy ass motel yeah, it was a sad yes. sad motel and by the way he was one of the most famous wrestlers in the 80s First of all, there is no motel that's no. not sad no there's no reason to be in a motel uh if, unless, if you're not sad and yes. down on your luck you yeah. stay in a hotel yes i lived in a motel no. in georgia for about a year and a half oh I, my god yes this is the idea that people can drive their cars up to your actual to your front door scared used to scare me regularly because everybody was pretty much drunk. How much meth did you witness, or was this before the meth? No, this is George. This is just drinking before meth. This is drinking, lots and lots of drinking. And I always thought, like, did you ever socialize? I'm with- sleeping. No, not with the other people at the motel. I'm <laughs> sleeping. My bed is like is actually I'm sleeping two feet from the front bumper of a car, and <laughs> at any time a drunk person get in there and just drive forward instead of backward and go right through the wall, and I'd be dead. It's really weird to know that you're sleeping like in a, you're sleeping in a parking lot essentially. I know the feeling. Yes, it's, it's uh, not good. Yeah, hopefully it's people bad. All right, Matt. That's we're why gonna, they build floors on the buildings. Well, that's why I always asked for the second. It was a two story motel, and I always asked for a second floor, but that was always taken by I guess the high end prostitutes. Also, by the way, the best part about I like living, how you're like a bougie motel yeah, dweller. Yes, I only stay on the second floor. I once stayed in a motel for two weeks in Oakland, a motel in Oakland. Imagine that. And I mm. thought, like, when I checked in, I thought, and this is, by the way, like $49 a night. I thought, this place is a crack hotel, motel, and this will be filled with, like, hookers. And then the person next to me go, like, you've just seen too many movies. And the first night I was there, there was a hooker fight with knives at 3 or 4 in the morning. And a girl stabbed another girl. And she's, like, actually heard her say, like, I stabbed you. She goes, it's okay. It's just a stabbing. Like, the woman got stabbed. <laughs> was like, that's, like, just, just, it's just a knife wound. Like, like, oh, this goes on every fucking night. All right, Matt, I want to bring this show down a little bit because it's been too, we've been too upbeat been on the show. It's been intense, yeah. Yeah, so in this Matt Explains segment this week, I read your piece on mattrelson.net. Uh, thanks for I blocked the, the pop. I blocked the pop-ups. And uh, yeah, you wrote a long that. piece on why humanity is going to hell in a handbasket. And I believe of all your dark moments, and I, you, you, can, you can get dark at times. I've seen people kill themselves in your, in your presence before. Uh, this might be the darkest thing you've ever written before. This was like a, a very dark piece about how the world is going to hell. So I want to know, you explain why the world is going to hell and see if you still believe that or not. Well, so I was thinking about how we accept the reality that we're born into, right? Yes. So like, like the Matrix again. Sort of, yeah. yeah. It, 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 a, fake wor- a fake world. Whatever we're born into, we believe is, is true. 
Yeah, but this isn't a sci-fi movie. It's the real world. I don't know anything of the real world. <laughs> Go ahead. So, like, we have somehow constructed a society as humans where if you ride a bicycle to the store, and maybe the store wouldn't exist otherwise, hmm. and you park your bike outside the store, let's say right outside of Rocco's, where, where we are. How long before someone would just steal your bike? Oh, I locked? Oh, 11 seconds. Even in a nice part of town, maybe 27 maybe seconds. A couple, yeah. <laughs> it's just because there's, there's no it's too hot for pedestrians today. It might take a while. <laughs> but yes, your bike would be stolen within some number of minutes. So we're surrounded by people that we don't trust. And regardless of who you like as the president, like let's say your favorite president is Trump or your favorite president is Obama or your or Clinton or whatever. One, two, three for me right there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all time. All time. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, it's it's going to be assumed that they're lying. Politicians lie. Yes. That they lie. Yes. And, and if you pulled someone on the street, a hundred percent of people would say, "Yeah, they lie." Yes. So we're in a society where everyone is dishonest. Uh, or agrees to be agrees to buy into dishonesty. You mean, and a, and a, and a truthful man never makes it. A truthful man is beaten down while the well, dishonest not, man rises. This isn't up. a martyr thing. I'm not saying that. I, I'm just. Yeah, but uh, in the con- I think in the context of what you're saying is, have you seen what's going on in Houston? Yeah. So there are looters, right? And then there are people who are taking their fucking boats out and like rescuing old ladies, like at the peril of their own life. So you see the best and the worst of humanity, and both certainly exist. There are people who will just take advantage of every situation, and then there are people, maybe it's a smaller number, who will actually feel inclined to do good in this world. But certainly those people are, are outnumbered. and um, Yeah, largely. But, you know... I, that's, like, why I lock, when, that's why I lock my door. When I night. read about uh, like Marie Antoinette yes. and the French Revolution... Oh, I love her. And how they, uh, uh, how they murdered all of the uh, bourge- uh, bourgeois... Yes. I was kind of down with that. Really? Know? Yeah, for sure. You'd be sure. a murderous peasant? Well, she was uh, particularly uh, obnoxious in the fact that she actually built a fake poor town in her giant backyard at the castle. Is that any different than what uh, the Kardashians are doing? No, not really. No, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm one of those long-term humanity people. I don't think humanity has changed at all in the last 100,000, 10,000 years. I think we're the exact same people we were 1,000 years ago. I just think, and all the tendencies and, and, and deficiencies and weaknesses are exactly the same. It's just now everyone knows about everything. Right. I, I, I agree. I think we're the same, but also the fact that we have access to information means that some people uh, need to fucking, you know, be ahead of the curve and, and understand these things, but they don't. No, I, I, it scares me that people are on social media so much and getting bad information. Now that information is widely available, they've all chosen the worst information to get. Like, now that we've made information universally available, like, you could read any, like, you could go read DNA, biology, like, reports from any leading institution in the world and spend all day, like, learning real scientific shit. Not saying you should no do that. No one's doing that. No, but you could now. Like, the libraries of the world are open to the entire public. Think about, we talked about the Catholic Church earlier. Think about in the 14th century when you were, nobody could read. Basically, nobody could read. And then when people could start to read, they made it illegal to read. And they didn't print anything important because they wanted power. The literate, the 5% who were literate wanted power over everybody else. And they controlled information. Now information is everywhere. You can get anything you want, basically. It might be tainted somewhat. And people have chosen instead to watch the Kardashians and follow them on Twitter. 
as opposed to educating themselves in any sort of beneficial manner. That frightens me. So, yeah, a lot. It, it just means that the average person, like I don't, I don't think I'm that highly intelligent. No, but, I'll agree with you on that. <laughs> I am curious about things. Uh, you want to like, know the truth about things. Well, I feel like you could, you could take like some uh, B-list porn star, right, and be like, uh, "Do you know what DNA is?" And they'd be like, "No, I just want to smoke weed." Yeah, Does that bothers you. Yeah. That part, that part doesn't bother me at all. When you start with B-list porn, I'm not even sure what B-list porn actress means, but it's not good. I know it's not good. I don't know either, but I, you don't I'm want to be on the B-list report, dude. I feel like I don't have enough time to read, and and granted, I spend you know. A majority of my leisure time watching like Hard Knocks on HBO. Like I'm not, I'm not saying I'm a fucking intellectual, but why? Well, why would you not be curious about the world? To circle back to the Matrix, if I may, that was the whole theory of the Matrix. The Wachowski brothers, now Wachowski sisters. That was the whole theory. Was it like people are actually happier living in a fake world? Oh right, right. Than they are living in the reality because the reality is harsh and it's hard. And they actually would... La- if you remember in The Matrix, the guy actually got out of The Matrix. I remember that scene, yeah. And he wanted to go back because he's like, I live in a fucking squalor in the real world. In The Matrix, I could be a king. I could have girlfriends. I could do all this stuff. He'd rather live in a fake world than he would live in the real world. And I think that whole... I think that was a commentary on what was happening to the world, which is that people would rather put their head in the sand yeah. and be happy than they would put their head up and deal with real problems, which is, I think is a human... I don't think that's changed either. I think that's not. I think that's a human tendency because if you think about it, in ten thousand years ago, there were so many real world problems. Like you could die at any moment from anything. Right. You had to preserve yourself. And you had to not think about all that shit, or you just would never can function. So you had to ignore ninety nine percent of the real threats because otherwise you wouldn't get up in the morning. You just wouldn't get up in the morning. Oh, for sure. Because it was like, will I die from disease today? Saber tooth, rock fall on my head, someone that, stabbed in the back of the neck. I mean, that's the sort of conundrum about it is, so every, all of us, everyone in this entire establishment, everyone on the street, they descend from people who were survivors. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. Right. Your DNA is to survive, but now somehow that, that instinct has been muted and you're surrounded by people whose instinct is to survive. But, I don't know that but, but, but they're just so assholes. Like yeah. they, 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 cause they don't have any real problems. But I think you, I think your Matt Rosson.net is shaded a little bit by the fact you live in Hollywood. You live in Hollywood. So well, I think man, if you, I, I travel, I, I think if you'd stayed in Alaska or gone somewhere else, you might have a different view on things because I think you have, Hollywood is a center of the dispirited world. <laughs> it really is like people that are like yearning to be superficial, superficially successful. Yeah. And so you've people, let's say it's the least grounded place in the entire country, perhaps. So oh, it is warped. Certainly. It is war- It is definitely warped. I mean, I go to like, when I go back and visit like the Midwest and Chicago and stuff like that, I am just blown away by how different people are, just dramatically different in the things they talk about. And the things they appreciate and the things that are important to them. I'm not saying they're all earthly, hippie, grounded people. But, like, lots of the bullshit here in Los Angeles, they just don't give a shit. They just couldn't give a shit about. Oh, I agree. The coolest people in the fucking world are not on Facebook. No. 
I still remember going to Chicago and like a guy like this is a few years ago, several years ago like talked about the VCR he got that could actually play and record at the same time <laughs> and everyone went nuts everybody went insane like and he was like the for three hours he went on to talk about us and everyone like all the friends and stuff he was a hit of like the entire establishment and I was like what you can like, I don't get it you can and like that was Chicago to me like there was like someone had invented fire and they were all like gathered around like going this is cool now I can like tape whatever you know the 700 club and i can also <laughs> watch whatever and, but that was like to them that was really exciting where in la it would be like i don't know how do you make money off that how do i get involved i got a girlfriend could she be part of this <laughs> like, Dude, last time i went to alaska i think was uh about a year ago a friend of mine passed away um due to a random you know brain aneurysm sucked um so i went back and uh my friend's dad asked me to move his car and so I, I drove to the bar that he hangs out at and uh, he was 30 minutes late and the bartender said uh, is Cliff okay and I said why do you ask and he well he's usually here right on time <laughs> and um, you like that <laughs> you like your bartender to know where your, your hours no but I mean he's fine yeah and then I, I met my friend's cousin he's a uh, native guy could be he, he probably has 80 cousins Eskimo no he's uh, a Athabascan Indian um, you probably made that up but I'll accept it and we were like real tight for like these three days just because he had a great vibe and and we hung out and uh, you know he, he did hunting ex, uh, expeditions he would take white people out uh, to hunt yes because you gotta whatever but it was just like he was family and then as I was leaving, I said, I'd like to keep in touch with you. And he was just like, no. <laughs> you got you got played for the weekend, dude. You're like the chick. You're no, like the weekend he, chick. He was just like, man, I'm just here to experience yeah, 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 this yeah. thing. I'm I get like, it. I don't want to email. I don't want to email you, dude. I'm sorry. That was a long-winded story. That was really good. Did he carry an Ulu? An Eskimo, an Eskimo knife. He's not an Eskimo. <laughs> Are you sure? He should do that. By the way, my new pet peeve, the, 20, the 23andMe, the, the genetic testing thing, commercials, where they show people getting excited to learn that they're like one-eighth Italian or something. Yeah, yeah. And they put on an Italian costume and go, like, I just realized I'm Italian. And I'm like, really? Really? Who does that? Hey, it turns out you're a fucking Nazi. <laughs> yeah. By the way, those companies are all just storing information. And if you submit your DNA to them, you're a fucking That's a, the Google guy's wife owns that company. Uh, but here's the thing. Yeah, like, if you found out, like, you're, like, 116th Icelandic, would you, like, go, like... Would that affect your life in any way? Would you like to start wearing Icelandic like native outfits and like acting differently? <laughs> like what is that? Yeah, no, and not to mention the context is always wrong. It's like yeah. an Ethiopian chick, and she's like, "It turns out I'm Swedish." Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. "What the fuck? Are you, what?" Or they put on, then they put on like they always put on their native garb, or like the guy Italian guy who learned his Italian like speaks in an Italian accent for a moment to like show that he's one eighth Italian. I'm like, really? What a what are you, the least the thing you should be least proud of in your life? Is whatever you were four hundred years ago, four hundred years ago, four hundred years ago. I like, completely who you, agree. Who someone who someone in your line of DNA fucked four hundred years ago is the least least proud thing you should be. N- not, to, about. not to mention, I, I've yet to see the commercial where, uh, as far as I know, there are two tribes that are no three that are um, notorious for raping and pillaging, yes, right? And that would be the uh, Mongols, Vikings, and the Moors. And I, I've yet to see that commercial. Yeah. 
Oh, where I don a fucking sword and, uh, you know, hold down someone. I thought I was Spanish, but it turns out the Moors raped my great-great-great-grandmother and I'm, whatever else it is. I don't like that shit. People like people. That's You got to be way into yourself to really study your family tree back that far. Uh, that was depressing, Matt. I well, want to talk at least about, to celebrate. It. Yes, anyway. they always put in the headdress. They put in the headdress, or like the girl speaks. I learned I'm French. Now I'm going to start learning French. Why didn't you just learn French before? You had to learn that you're one sixteenth French. Like if that's important to you, I hate people too much. I hate everything. I got an email from Evan about Burning Man. This is the time of Burning Man. I'm so shocked to learn that Brian doesn't go to Burning Man. Um, yeah, Brian, how have you never been to Burning Man? I'm working on it, man. I mean, it's something I you want. Would you admit it's something you wanted to do? I, I'd give it a try. Yeah, my, okay. my girlfriend's gone a couple of times. Ah, Sounds yeah. pretty incredible. Yeah, I only know one. I know one guy who's actually gone to Burning Man, and he like he and his. Here's how I explain: He and his girlfriend were having relationship problems, so they're going to go to Burning Man, take acid, I guess, or mushrooms, and and see if their relationship should should carry on. I'm going to guess they're not still together. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think she left him when he proposed that. Like, yeah, that's really what most relationship experts will advise. <laughs> Dropping ass and going to the desert with lots of naked other, other naked people. Uh, that's Burning Man to me. Burning Man was like, I always describe Burning Man as like mid-level marketing executives unshackling their ties for, the, unshackling their ties for like four days to go out to the desert in, in Nevada. Wait, how, how? So I've seen the Woodstock documentary. Yeah. Uh, at which point I know that most old hippies are fucking liars because yes. they all claim to have seen Hendrix. And if you watch the footage, there couldn't be more than, I don't know, 500 people there. There were a lot of people at Woodstock, and I, I don't blame Woodstock. Here's what I say. If, I, it was, if it was in the 60s and you really want to get laid, there's a lot of free sex at Woodstock. Oh, no, I, I would go. Naked chicks in the mud, sure. in the rain, in the mud, having sex with dudes. Uh, yes, and that's great. And on, on high as fuck and just having sex. Love it. Yes. Uh, I, don't blame anyone for, I don't blame anyone for being into that scene. And I, I've been to a lot of festivals, uh, including one time in eastern Washington, some sort of... Uh, uh, Alt-right, white supremacist thing? It, it may have been. I, I wasn't... <laughs> the, blonde, the Nordic blonde twins. I wasn't informed. <laughs> it was people... Uh, a, a moto rally. Is that what you... I have no idea what that means. I don't fucking know either. What does it mean? Moto? Like motors? It was like people driving dune buggies around. Okay, so that's all. That's white supremacists. And, like, <laughs> yes. and, the, and now that I think about it, there yes. were no minorities there. Yes. Um, but there were naked uh, people. Yeah, yeah. People um, love... I don't trust anyone who wants to get naked. So adults. how naked is... Burning Man? Burning Man. Well, I, I didn't even know that was part of it. No, well, it's, 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 it's freedom of spirit. It's, it's, the whole idea is that it's like supposed to be like... The whole idea is that they go to the desert where there's nothing, and they build a community for the you know for the duration of the Burning Man festival, and it's like it's like a, a pre like a caveman kind of thing. So you build your own what you oh need. Oh my god! Every yeah. chick there is so horny. <laughs> yeah, this well, is an excuse to fuck. Well, it's just to get really fucking hot. I assume people just bring drugs and, and wheat bars and like power bars with them, right? And so it's like going to like a Grateful Dead concert that goes on for seven days. But you can like get to sleep. You get to sleep over. Yeah, yeah. So, it, but it was like it was like combination drum circle, which was big in the nineties. The, the guys in the drum circle, uh, music, drugs, and just dudes who like had civilized jobs. Now, people had civilized jobs and suits get to go get back in touch with nature. What do you think was the ratio of gender? Oh well, when it sort of was in its you know mostly guys. Payday. I assume I assume it was mostly guys getting naked because you always see the clip of the hot chick you know dancing around with her tits out, but. 
It's got to be 90% like dreadlocked fucking criminals. Yeah. Right? Uh, well, I, again, I think it was mostly like mid-level marketing managers who just were so were talked about the shit and going out and like, it's like, remember the drum circle shit or getting out back in the nature kind of stuff for guys who become felt like they had office jobs and were being too civilized. I don't actually. Well, they would like, it was just like, you know, well, I'm sure in Alaska you had people, dumb fucks who would come up to Alaska to do outdoor exploration because they wanted to get back in touch with their masculinity. And they would fucking get killed in some sort of accident. Just like the guy with the fucking bears, the guy in the grizzly man. So, uh, like uh, the L.A. guy oh, in the grizzly oh, man. So you're saying like tourists. Yeah, but like, like, but like guys who want to do adventure shit. So these are guys yeah, who want yeah. to, you okay, know. I got you. So these are guys who wear suits and ties to work, and they feel very empty in their jobs. And so they want this weekend to go out in the middle of the desert and construct, construct shit, take drugs. That's how Burning and, Man was founded? Yeah, basically, yeah. And then they light the man at the end. Of the, it's called Burning Man. They light... The giant statue at the end is the Burning Man. It's like a prehistoric festival to, to uh, you know, humanity or whatever. Why does it have to be a man? Yeah, man? I know, I know, right? So what's happened the last few years, and what's happened the last few years, of course, like anything that actually was, I could see how you could make a case for it being relatively cool early on because anything, it was, count, it was definitely counterculture in some ways, even though, again, it was probably like guys who worked at fucking like, and Ron, <laughs> this was like whatever going out there for for the week, you know. But whatever, you know. I, I, it's, there's worse things you could do as a guy uh, in terms of your tourism dollars. But now that, of course, it got invaded by wealthy people and corporate people. And remember last year we talked about this on the podcast. They were holding, hosting the private parties with the Walden parties with the DJs, and they had like running, you know, Evian water, yeah, yeah, yeah. water, and like whatever, and private chef, and private chefs. And now this year. They built. Remember, yes. sorry, real quick. Remember when they did Woodstock 2000? Yes, and then everyone just burned it to the fucking ground. Same exact, same exact thing. Uh, so this year they're they're building helipads and a makeshift airport, so the rich people can come in a lot easier. So they have to drive out there. They can fly in and be helicoptered in on Native American designed helicopters, Hopi and Apache, uh, you know, themed helicopters because very very Native American. See, this is why I'm cool with uh, the French Revolution yes. and the Russian Revolution, by the way, when uh, people paraded around with heads on sticks. This is, I'm, not, I'm not saying I would ever act on this. Yeah, but this is like... So this the- is what you deserve. If you fly in on a fucking <laughs> bastardized Native American tribal helicopter... Yes. I but hope is, someone kills you. But this is, this is... cap. And by the way, the people doing this are, of course, super rich progressives... They're not like, these aren't like, you know, uh, this isn't Dick Cheney going out to Bernie Man. This is Mark Zuckerberg, Larry Page from Oracle, you know, the, Jeff Bezos. These are like the Silicon Valley millionaires and billionaires going in because they too are in their 20s and 30s or whatever and have lost touch with their primal whatever. And they want to go in and have a very private security, security-filled upscale affair out in the desert uh, on their helicopters. So, well, every- you know, the real experience is someone... Uh- Mugging you and beating yes. the shit out of you—that would be the the authentic experience. So everyone's though, doesn't this whole million having Paris Hilton flying on a helicopter doesn't that ruin the whole ethos of Bernie, the vibe of Bernie Man? And I would say yes, but also those people were kind of dicks, <laughs> dicks to begin with. So it's just your college buddies going out to build shit in the desert and fucking drop acid and fucking spin in circles to. Fucking bad music for four, for, four, for four days. Which I'm not... Again, people should recreate any way they want. I don't give a shit. If you like that, go do it. But in terms of the spiritualness, awakening of it, it... Why does spiritual awakening always involve drugs and sex? 
Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I know why those two things are good. I'm just asking why. How, how does like a cult, it's always a cult or a religion or a spiritual awakening or amazing epic experience you have always involve drugs and fucking. So I, I feel like, so take Woodstock because that's probably the most famous like gathering that I can think of. Um, and as far as I understand, these guys were trying to put on a concert. They fucked up. Everyone came. Everyone fucked. Everyone did drugs. Yeah, and it rained, and it rained like crazy. So I don't it was think they made any wet. money. They probably made some money. They had the best top music acts in the country, though. They had to have had some money. Uh, the promoters probably... Well, they recorded everything, and they sold the recordings. But that, that couldn't happen now. So I feel as though if you want to recreate that experience... Like, take the, the Isle of Man, right? That's an yeah. island uh, between Ireland or the UK and fucking... Uh, Whatever. Where all the rich people store their money untaxed. Yes. So it's like a rogue-ass country. And they have this motorcycle race that's going on right now where fucking essentially kamikaze dudes race around. Some of them die. Some of them kill other people that are watching. And there's no other country that will sanction that uh, because of the It sounds amazing, by the way. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) For sure. It sounds so much better than football. I would totally go. (laughs) Uh, So the Isle of Man... uh, it's just like, yeah, we'll do this because we don't give a fuck. Like, uh, you know, drink a pint of whiskey for fucking breakfast. Who give you know? Um, I like that too. You cannot replicate an authentic experience no. in this America right now. Well, no, you can't. There's a because there's so much money. It's, we're a ca- we're a, a ragingly capitalist country, and and litigious, and litigious. And most everybody has sold out, like you said in your last dreadful essay. Most people have sold out. And by the way, I don't, again, I don't mind people who sell out as long as they're honest about it at all. It doesn't bother me at all. It's just when people fake that they're not, that's when it bothers me. Like we, we talked about, you know, whatever these Silicon Valley billionaires, we're talking about Zuckerberg in a minute. I don't mind someone going like, look, dude, I raped this and I raped that and I made a shitload of money. And by the way, I give to charity, I pay my taxes. But, you know, fuck you. I'm going to live better than everybody else. That doesn't bother me at all because I think that's part of the and American that's probably experience. a popular sentiment because that is basically Donald Trump. It's Trump, but even a lesser way, it's like... And a lot of people voted for him. Yeah, but it's any... I mean, look at athletes. It's every NBA athlete or pro athlete. They all say the same... They all do the same shit, right? Yeah. Which is like, I, don't, I made my money. I don't give a shit anymore. And I'm not a nice guy. I'm not going to break laws. And I'm going to donate to cancer charities and just leave me alone. I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with that it's the people that pretend that they're not in it for the buck that really, really piss me off. So yeah, I mean you can't do that. So you have what, what's that festival out there in India every year that makes three Coachella. Coachella. That's like the version of Woodstock now, where you have wristbands, five hundred dollars, five hundred dollars tickets. They're doing holograms of Tupac, and the VIP stay in a special area that's cordoned off where they have nicer liquor, and the other people are paying $15 for a bottle of water so they don't die out, die out the field. You just see these sad motherfuckers walking around like, why did I pay? Why, why am I here? Yeah, and you know what they do in a week after Coachella? They sign up for tickets for the following year because it's a, it's a follower. It's a sheep mentality. They want to be part of it. Why do people sign up for that? Fucking uh, thing in the in the Bahamas that didn't the, the, the fire, oh, the fire, fire, festival. fire festival. Clearly, there was not there was the, didn't even exist, and they signed up for it because of what social media influencers told them they should be doing, and they wanted to be part of something special. Influencers, yeah, right. 
Well, so, fucking Kylie Jenner or whatever tells you it's gonna be the, it's gonna be an awesome experience. You go, oh, I'm gonna be part of this. No, the, I mean the fact that someone would actually. So, like, if we were talking privately, and I was like, I think these people are influencers. I would hope you would smack me in the fucking face. But to have the gall to say that publicly. Well, here's the, the thing. That these people are influencing other people. If you're one of the people being influenced, maybe you should switch up your fucking game. Yeah, but Matt, here's the thing. I used to make, think the influencer thing was a stupid title because it's something people assign themselves. But I've actually seen, sat with the people when the Kardashians put up a thing saying, I love this purse. You should go fucking buy it. And seeing the number, you know that UPS commercial where they order total, where they go to thousands and millions or whatever? And seeing the actual movement of teenage girls to the site buying the purse in the tens of thousands. So It's horrifying. That is, an, I would call that influencing for sure. Well, guess... Fucking Christ. Well, you know what? You're... you're I, I don't even blame the girls. I, I would blame the dad... Well, girls buy stupid shit. What are you going to do? But boys buy Don't stupid shit. Don't give them too. fucking money. Uh, well, yeah, but I mean, that's it's not like it's not like girls weren't shopping before the internet or before social media. They were always out shopping at the mall. So this shit's been going on forever. It's just now, who and by the way, they used to watch TV shows or they watch music stars, and that's who told them what they should buy. In a, in a way, they watch what they wore and they copied them. Madonna, remember Madonna? I mean, Madonna, you know, up Madonna in the eighties. Every girl I, wanted to dress like Madonna. Madonna. So she didn't even she didn't even push that shit, but everyone wanted to dress like Madonna. So it's always it's always been around. And teenage boys have their own stupid shit too. So uh, yes, but here's a answer to question. Burning Man is ruined. It was ruined the day after it was invented, I believe. But the fact that they started calling themselves burners was for me when it when it switched. When the Burning Man people insisted to be called burners. Essentially anytime there's a hashtag, something yes. is completely bastard. Or you give yourself a stupid nickname. So by the way, there's a counter thing going on now with the the pure uh, Burning Man people are now going to invent a new thing because Burning Man has been co-opted. <laughs> cannot, cannot fucking wait to see what that is. Uh, it's called a new gathering where you don't let in the other people. But that would take a little effort, so we'll, we'll just stick with the hashtag, I the, guess. The, the best part of the story of the rich people coming in was that they were... They said all the burners got together and voluntarily started building a helipad and an airport landing strip so these people could come in because that's a very Burning Man thing to do. I'm like... No. Yeah, I like how it's <laughs> yes. phrased as as though it just sort of organically transpired. Do, do you know how to? If this is in Nevada, right? Yeah. Um, to legally qualify as a fucking landing, there is so much planning. Yeah, and of course, so there much is. money involved. Or that you he- can't just. La- By the way, people think oh, you're free in in America. You can do whatever you want. No, you fucking can't, by the way. There's probably less regulations in the, in the Nevada desert to actually land. I don't know. That's where all the fucking ranchers are carrying guns and make up their own laws. They probably build landing well, I'm sure it's less regulated, but yeah. try fucking landing 10 helicopters and get shot out of the fucking air. Well, yeah, but here's the story. that the, people would, the hippies would organically get together and decide to build a helipad so... Paris Hilton could land in an Apache and Hopi-themed helicopter at the Burning Dude, Man. if that's true, I'm fucking I'm done with America. See, yeah, I made you more depressed. That can't be fucking real. All right, our final segment today is Panties on a Bunch. We're going to talk about Vagina, Matt. This should lift your spirits. I like Vagina. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't want one for myself, but I'd like to know there's others that have them. Um, Fair Abraham... Uh, got her v- vagina reju- rejuvenated. I didn't know there was such thing as vagina rejuvenation until I 
Caught Wind of an E television show all about vagina rejuvenation. And you got to watch it. You got to watch it. What? This is on network television? Yeah. Oh, so my introduction to vagina rejuvenation on E was a guy, it was one of those plastic surgery shows. And the guy was, his wife was like 30. He was like 30, whatever. And he's like, we're doing vagina rejuvenation on your wife. And the doctor's like, you know, when she's done with this procedure, she's going to feel like, she's going to be just as like a 16-year-old girl. And the guy's like, yeah. I'm like, what? Like, dude, could you have said 18? Could you have said 18? Like, you're not supposed to cheer. You're not supposed to cheer six to your fucking six-year-old vagina. And they're all like, yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, well, well uh, just say 18 or 21. Remember when your daughter was a baby? It's yes. going to look just yeah. like that. Yes. You're, you're a fuck the baby calf. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. But honestly, at the end of the day, if he hadn't said it, but just like whispered it, the guy still would have paid 10, 10, grand, 10 grand to get it for well, his is, wife. Is a vagina, um, I mean, I know you can like beat, beat a pussy up, you know, so to speak. I think it's just a. I think it's more age has to do with age. Like it's not like. So I know your balls get saggier as I've noticed as you get older. Um, but it's. I think it just isn't a pussy just a genetic thing. Like you, you know, your dick is six inches or, or ten inches. Isn't a, a pussy the same type of deal? Whatever the soft tissue is, they don't. They can't fix the. They don't fix the bones or the whatever. But I think the soft tissue around bones? it. Well, yeah, it's a pelvic bone and stuff like. They don't crack like the pelvic bone or whatever. Oh, okay. It's defined at some point. It's defined by your skeletal structure, but I think what they do is they uh, all the parts that are loose parts they tighten up. But hasn't it? Think about a facelift. Think about a facelift on your face. Yeah, it but makes your skin tight, right? Ha- hasn't it been like that the entire time? Like it's, it's. I don't know. Well, I think with age, like you said, it starts to everything. Gravity starts to take an effect on everything over time. So things start. <sighs> Matt, you need. What well, here's what you need to do after the show. Here's your homework assignment. You need to go have sex with the lights on with like a sixty-five-year-old woman, <laughs> and report back. Report back. Report back next week to if you've noticed any any difference between that and like a, a thirty-year-old woman. I mean, the fact that Farah Abraham is still getting reality TV gigs. She's only like twenty-seven now, too. So she's getting. You're stealing my my thunder, but Farah Abraham, the backdoor teen mom and teen mom OG, season two MTV. By the way, MTV had the. I didn't want. I was so depressed by the VMAs. I didn't want to talk about it this week because it, it was utterly. That was more. Anything we talked about the show is not as depressing as the VMAs were, and I just couldn't bring myself to talk about it because it was so. I didn't watch it, but it sounds really combination sad. of shallow and like uh, cynical and like just saying shit that people thought. Like Who Perry, was hosting it? The little Nikki character? No, from- Katie, Katie, Katie Perry did. <laughs> but but having like Paris Jackson come out and talk about Nazis. Was a bit too was a bit too much, bit too much. Me, how we're all going to join hands to stop the Nazis? Was like, I was like, well, how about this? Touching closer at home, we stop the pedophile dads. How about, how, yeah, about we, how about we do that first? It's an easier. Let's say there's five hundred Nazis at a rally, and they're waving their shit around, doing their Hitler salutes. Yeah, small problem. But like, I don't know, the four million pedophiles that are raping kids right now. Bigger issue. Bigger issue. Let's stop that. Like your dad, by the way. What a dumb fucking cunt. Yes. Speaking of cunts, Fairy Abraham got a vagina rejuvenated, Matt. Nice word for, for cunt. Uh, and there was backlash. So she's only 27. She's done a lot of porn. But apparently, apparently, from what I understand on my vagina studies, it's not the actual fucking that makes your vagina lo- uh, looser. Mm. It is actually just uh, genetics and age and all that kind of stuff. So it's sort of like your teeth, I guess. 
Like some people have, are born with bad teeth and they like teeth. Maybe like, you're just really filthy. <laughs> like you're just a disgusting human. <laughs> I hope you're talking well, about what do, you mean, what do you mean by teeth? I floss. No, what I'm saying is like some my people. My teeth are, aren't falling out of my fucking head. No, but some people like take good care of their teeth and they still get cavities when they're in their 20s because they genetically have decay. Whatever, oh, decay. Is it maybe a genetic like bacterial. What I'm saying is some people might have good vaginas, some people have poor vaginas, so the vaginas might So how be. rotten is her vag? I don't know, because she got it rejuvenated, so it's, it's back to being... It's got to be pretty fucking disgusting. Well, she did have a baby at 15, too, don't forget, because she's a teen mom. 16, she gave a birth at 16. That's how she became famous. Well, yeah, but... Um, I've met her, by the way. I've met her. We've hugged. I've hugged her. I just want to point, point your, out... Your vagina, after you have a child, goes back to like its original size, doesn't it? Uh, I think the actual or, the vagina. I'm going to say this now as a man because I'm glad we don't have a woman on the show this week because we could actually talk about female stuff now and have some expertise. I believe the actual organ itself stay, goes back to the original size, but your hips actually and the bone structure actually gets spread out. So it's the same. <laughs> You'll notice women that have given birth have wider hips because you're you actually you crack bone. It actually cracks bones in your body. I didn't even know that. Yes, yes. It, uh, if you ever go to a visit a northern European uh, part of the world, like northern Europe, you'll notice that all the women, young women, are very attractive and slender. And then after like the age of giving birth, when they all give birth, they get much wider in the bottom area. Uh, uh, yeah, because it's, they actually uh, fill. It actually cra- It actually changes their skeletal structure. So you're saying it might look the same on the outside, but the vagina. No, I'm saying the vagina itself might be the same size, but the hips might be. The women might be have a more pear shaped body. Huh. Okay. Sorry. It's the truth. Why do you think women, why do you think the celebrities don't want to have their own babies? Why do you think they're paying 60 grand to have someone else have their baby for them? But there are it's because uh, because their 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 quadr- lower there, quadrants are getting messed up. There are very attractive women. I, I mean like maybe Angelina Jolie for example. It doesn't look like her uh, hips have been altered. No, but she adopted most of her kids. So she gave birth to a few, like two of them, I think. But also, uh, she did. Actually, she cut out. She did cut out her cut off her breast and cut off her fallopian tubes with a knife. So that happened. Matt, can I talk about this vagina? Because I, this vagina is getting stale. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so, Wait, you're, okay, yeah. So, uh, here, you got to do homework, dude. I don't think. Have you ever had sex with a woman who's had kids? Yeah. Really? Did you notice a difference? Well, you know, you'd have to have sex with her before kids to have no, really done a true scientific test. So you wouldn't really know. She could have been larger before. But see, you also, as uh, people get older, like most people sag. just get fat as fuck. But I don't think you're... you're and also, by the way, your skeletal structure does change to get older. You get calcified, like your back starts to bend. Yeah, I'm not sure you've done a real, like, double-controlled study on this. No, uh, I haven't. I have. That's why I want you to do your homework assignment. Make it like a real old lady and uh, who has a lot, had a lot of kids. So you're saying when I'm in... And a hysterectomy. When I'm at Ralph's... Yes, and the woman in front of me, I'm like trying to figure out what's going on with her pelvic region because she's wearing like black jeans. You're that guy at the grocery store aisle. You should read the magazines instead. You're yes. saying it's because she's shit out several children. That effect has an effect. It also maybe if you look in her shopping cart, what she's eating, that could also have an effect. But yeah, the way, giving birth is a big deal, Matt. I'm getting proud to tell you. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, women will uh, uh, Patty Jenkins would tell James Cameron you have no idea what you're talking about because you're a man and I think when well, it that comes, would be true in this instance. yes that's what I'm saying in this case it would be true can I talk about Fair Abraham's vagina sure I've met her I've hugged her by the way do you feel more do you feel more inclined or less inclined to hug women with big fake breasts 
Uh, I, I don't probably less, I would guess. Yeah, I think so, because you know it's going to be that whole rock. Have you ever felt a fake breast? I have, yes. It's it, weird. It's uh, it's It feels like a beach ball or something. Here, I tell you, since we're talking about how Hollywood is different than the rest of the world, the first, I don't know, few months I was in, in, in Los Angeles, I was working on a cable access show, working on a, producing a cable access show, which for anyone who doesn't know means you have zero dollars and zero talents, <laughs> whatever else you're doing. But you want to do something. And the girl who was on the show had just had an act, actress, in quotes, air quotes, uh, had just had a breast job. And she actually said her doctor told her she had to massage her breasts every 20 minutes after the surgery. So at our first first or second get-together, just talking about the, the stupid show we were doing, uh, she actually just massaged her breasts the entire time for the thing. Yeah, it sounds a lot sexual. And she actually was a fairly attractive woman, by the way. And it sounds like it should be a lot sexier than it really was. No, it doesn't sound hot at all. <laughs> because it was like, clearly she was manipulating like sandbags in her breasts or what. And it was just like, oh, it was a very scientific process. <laughs> it took all the fun out of it. Because before that, I would have been like, oh, I'd love to feel. And then I was like, no, I don't want to. It's not fun anymore. Now it's like, now it's like a robot. Now Do it's you like think the sex. doctor was potentially just fucking with her? Like, uh, like after Abraham got the <laughs> vagplasty, they were vagina? like. Yeah, you got to figure yourself like 10 hours a day. Well, you're supposed to, I guess, this is the silicon days, I guess. And so I think it is sand, literally sand. And I think you're supposed to massage it so it doesn't settle in one place, so it doesn't settle. So I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. After you you get any surgery, they always tell you to like massage it so you don't get sore. Or shot. You got a shot? I don't know. Yeah, Fair Abraham had a vagina rejuvenation. I'll get back to this. And she showed it. She live streamed Derek Rose massaging his meniscus. Anyway, go she, ahead. she uh, well, he, you know, he did a lot of Derek Rose is your guy, the guy who had sex with his buddy. He would always call his buddies over to have sex with his girlfriend. Uh, she showed her her vagina rejuvenation. She actually didn't show the vagina, but she showed like the, everything but the vagina during her vagina, vagina rejuvenation. They didn't like blur it out. No, they showed the towel over her, you know, the little cloth over her vagina when they were doing it. But the doctor described what he was doing as he was doing it. How big it. was the towel? Was it hanging out of no, the towel? No, like a birthing towel, like a birthing veil, you know? So it was a. Here's the point. She had a vagina rejuvenation, which apparently is now a fairly popular surgery in, in, in Los Angeles. So, fun fact LA plastic surgery, more men get plastic surgery than women in Los Angeles. Really? Yes. I have a plastic surgeon friend who dropped me that one. Are you sure that's right? Positive. Well, I mean... He, what are the guys doing? Botox? Uh, chin, cheeks, whatever they're doing. Hairline, whatever. They're doing more plastic surgery than women are. Hmm. Act like you haven't had a lot of surgery done. <laughs> no, I mean... I knew a guy who got calf implants. <laughs> and I always thought, like... Now, he was a bodybuilder type, but he wasn't... He was, like, into bodybuilding. And it kind of made sense because he had really skinny calves, even mm. though he, like lifted like 500 pounds or whatever he could never his calves are always really like chicken calves and then it kind of made sense in that but I thought like you don't get paid for this this is sort of like your hobby he wasn't a competitor so just his hobby was sort of bodybuilding and then he got calf implants I'm like yeah that's too much I was at the uh, UPS store like just sending a package and this I assume that's what you were doing incredibly uh, you know gay guy yeah was in front of me and I noticed that he had this these butt implants and it, it was weird. Do you notice from sight or from feel? <laughs> just, you have five senses, man. I'm just asking. It was it was so egregious. Yeah. And uh, you know, he was wearing very tight like sort of athletic pants and so he left and the, att- the attendant, the guy that worked there was like, 
oh man did you see that guy's ass implants <laughs> <laughs> and i was like yeah jesus that's weird and then i just felt really sad afterwards he's wearing the bike shorts right like the bike shorts with the ass implants because uh, um, you show it off you have to show it off they they were like yeah they, they were like really tight like athletic pants but i was like i, I don't know if i want to get this guy fired i don't because oh, i was the like this guy why would you get the UPS guy fired, Matt? No, Jesus. no, no. I'm not saying... Like no, because I, I don't want to get him fired. I'm, I'm saying I don't want to laugh along with him so as to... Encourage him. Get him fired. Wow, you're kind of weak. <laughs> By the way, I don't, I don't begrudge people who get plastic surgery for their job to, in Hollywood because you clearly, at least when it comes to breasts, you clearly get ahead with fake breasts. There's just no doubt about it in my mind. I mean, maybe not for a VP position, but for actresses. Kaylee Cuoco who is now getting paid $25 million a year in Big Bang Theory for what I can safely say is a totally replaceable part by 20 other actresses or 50 other actresses, says that getting breast, uh, breast implants uh, at 19 was the best thing she ever did for her career. Well, the thing is, they've figured out the breast thing. Like, they can do a really good job of it. They do a good job, but also she knew that she was going to get hired with bigger breasts versus smaller breasts for TV roles. No, no, and... and but I'm saying they're not going to figure out the ass thing no, because no. you sit on your ass from, I don't know. But Kardashian has a, injections, and they've made $100 million off their asses. I mean, I don't begrudge. If people can show me how they make money off it, I don't begrudge them doing it because it's an advantage in some ways, even though it sounds weird and disgusting. But there are like three people making money off ass implants. Yeah. I, I don't begrudge those people. I'm not a begrudger, Matt. I'm no, not a begrudger. Okay, well... I am beg- uh, begrudging him, but I'm just saying that if you're not one of those three people, yeah, you look like a fucking freak. Why do you show. think they, the gay dude at UPS had the butt implants? What's he getting out of it? Just looks. I, I think that he was probably really vain and made a bad decision. You don't think he's some boy toy making money off his uh, his booty? Well, he was like fifty. Oh, I don't want to talk about anymore. Can I, go, I, I got to finish up the show by talking about vagina. Very Abraham got her vagina rejuvenated. And here's a fact. People suddenly, after all the shit she's done for the last 10 years, like, say, get pregnant in high school, have a baby, share her child's story, dressing her child up at three years old in, like, slutty costumes and giving her makeup and tweezing her eyebrows, all the other crap she's done, uh, having uh, becoming famous for anal sex and a fake, a fake sex tape, nobody seemed to care. But now all her fans, she has a huge amount of fans, and she makes a lot of money. Good for her. She's actually, by the way, a far more intelligent person than I thought she'd be when I met her. Very, she's she's fairly self aware of how she's making her money. She has a lot of fans on social media, yeah. Hmm. And and are, are they like train wreck? Or of course, they... they're train wreck people. They're train wreck people are people that think about having sex with her, I guess. Hmm. And finally, with the vagina rejuvenation, they're like, oh, it's too much. This is too much. Like you're now you're sharing too much personal information. You've crossed the line. Like even some of her, a lot of her own fans, and that really pissed me off because once you've decided that you're going to be a kind of person who follows a celebrity and wants to know about their children and what they're wearing and what they're eating and their love life and their sex life and how their parents are doing and what they're thinking about and what they care, what they think about politics and all this other crap that people like the 80 million people live vicariously through other people on social media. Once you've made that commitment, it's like being a Scientologist. You can't like find a point of contention with one thing about Scientology. It's really your issue that she's getting vagina rejuvenation and that's beyond the pale now versus... The fact I get to see what her daughter, her four-year-old daughter, is wearing to church or something because it's so so adorable. Yeah, that's a good point. If you care what she's doing, either way, like if you care yes. about a lot, if you care a lot, what her 
uh, daughter's doing or what she did this day, some innocuous thing. Why would you? I find it more. Where's the line? I find it more obnoxious for her to show what she's buying at Whole Foods to see what produce she's buying than I do to see her vagina rejuvenation. <laughs> because at least the vagina re- rejuvenation has a hook. It has a compelling interest hook. It's like, oh, yeah, I mean, I would watch someone get a vagina rejuvenation. There's some interest there. Well, it does seem, it, it seems, as someone who doesn't watch uh, this kind of thing or, or care about reality stars, uh, especially like anal porn stars, I don't know. I don't know who else to care about. The, so where where is the line of, of going too far? It's like I, I'm agreeing with you in that it's already gone too far. But I, I don't know. I don't want to sound crass. But what if you uh, got diarrhea and took a photo of that and said, you know, I ate uh, some bad oysters or something? Like, if it, it, it does it have an LOL after it or a funny face emoji, I don't, then I'd watch. Then I'd watch it. I don't know. I think the line, here's the line. If you wake up and you check your Twitter to see what Fair Abraham has been up to this day, you deserve whatever the fuck you get on the other end of that. On the other end of that. If it's fucking vagina rejuvenation, you deserve vagina rejuvenation. You can't, once you've decided to follow her and check her out every day, you can no longer complain about whatever she's doing. That's my, that's my theory. Why, how, why do you, people, once you've decided to like live through other people, then to start complaining about certain things they're doing. By the way, as far as I can tell, vagina rejuvenation is the most interesting thing she's done in the last. But how? Like, I I guess I don't understand. Like, are you saying they're actual fans of Farah Abraham? Yes, she's on TV. You could pick anything in the world to follow. Yes. Well, Kim Kardashian's got sixty million fans. Well, look, I like I follow. Yes. Trump on Let Twitter. I'm not oh, a, I'm, well, she's no Trump, man. No, I'm not a fan of his. No, I'm, I'm just saying. You want to see what he's tweeting. There's some public are, interest to it. Right. But are you saying there are people who actually yes. like, have some emotional stake in yes. this? Yes, correct. Oh, my God. Yes. See, your, your essay could have gone way darker. Oh, there I, there I, are I, people that will want to know what she's doing on a daily basis. And by the way, not only that, Matt, guys, I assume guys who buy her shit on Amazon on her wish lists. Because she puts up stuff she wants on her wish list and guys buy them for her? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've heard of this, right? Yes. Okay. That's what you get to do when you're a porn star you got big fake press? I've looked at a lot of porn stars' wish lists. Yes. And, <laughs> and, and, and it just made me so sad that someone would buy them. But they're always looking for a futon couch, which is really kind of, kind of, kind of pedestrian. I feel it's kind of pedestrian. I want them to be like... I need this dildo. I need like an ass uh, lifter for my sex. I want it to be like mayonnaise. Like, <laughs> it's, I, it's just boring. It's I've been just, meaning to buy mustard. It's a desk. It's like a nightstand, a lamp. I need a mop. It's just very boring. Which just reminds you that porn stars are just people too. Matt, how about, how about a, a noose? Oh, that's so sad. Let's end on that happy note. Matt, you have something you wish to pimp and promote? This got dark. MattRalston.net, the uh, darkest essay I've ever read. Yeah, MattRalston.net. It seemed like a suicide note almost. Yeah, I had the sense. I, I wasn't depressed when I wrote it. I, I was just really weirded out that... If you were a 14-year-old girl who wrote that same essay, I would have called the cops. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, was, it had a Sinead O'Connor in a motel room ring to it. No, it wasn't like that. I'm just saying it's fucking weird that if you read the police report, uh, if you leave anything in your car, yeah, some fucking weirdo will bust your window open and steal the shit in your fucking car. Yeah. It's like... 
where the fuck do we live? Matt, years, I can't park my goddamn car years on ago, the fucking street. Years ago, I had a van. Back, when I lived back east, I had a van. And every time, you could see in the back of the van, so people would break into the van to see if there was anything in the back of the van. And they'd always break the front window of the car, then open the slide, sliding door and slide back. I was never done to leave anything in there because I knew it got broken into. Eleven times it got broken into one year. And so finally, the co- and I had the, the speed dial to like the window glass replacer for the special window. It was only it was like fifty bucks a pop or eighty bucks a pop. It was a cheap little window, but I had it on the speed dial. And I finally asked the cop. I said, "Look, it came out for the police report for insurance. I guess it's been broken eleven times. Something I can do about this? You know, I mean, what am I going to do? I can't just guard my car all night long. It's ridiculous." And he said, "Well, if I was you, they're looking for shit in the back. Just leave the sliding door unlocked." So they can open the door, see there's nothing in there, they won't break your window. Wow. So I did that, and I was like, oh, great. Came out the next day, window not broken. Open up the back of the van, there's a guy sleeping in the, sleeping in the back. <laughs> you, can't, you just can't win. Uh, Brian, what are you selling this week? Really not, um, not a lot going on, dude. Uh, You're happy. You seem happy, though. Well, I just had a delicious Staten Island sweet tea here at Rocco's Tavern. Yeah. As well as a white pie uh, pizza. Rocco's Tavern Pizza, by the way, is, I think, one of the best pizzas in all of Los Angeles. It's pretty good. It's, well, pretty good. I said it was very good. Great, great, Brian. Way to take down the promo. (laughs) Rocco's is pretty cool. They have a trivia night that I saw on a poster in the bathroom. It's either Monday or Tuesday. I feel like we should maybe come and... A trivia night? Yeah. Do that. You think we we could do well? Our trio could do well in trivia? I've actually been interviewing to be a trivia host. I'm checking one out tonight. Really? Do you um, have to know trivia? Or just I won't plug them until they hire me. But you know. No, it would be really rude to plug another bar in. A, so the yeah. bar is giving you a free place. That would be bad. Definitely. Brian, you've got to work on your promos. <laughs> That's fantastic. All right, you can catch me on The Blaze. Four in the, who's going to get up at 4 in the morning to hear me on The Blaze? Everybody, it's a Sweeping the Nation. I was already listening. <laughs> sweeping the Nation, believe. I can't even get my parents to get up that early to listen. <laughs> They're like, my dad's like, what time is it? I'm like, four. He's like, fuck that. <laughs> then I try to explain you could get on tape on podcasts, and he's too old to understand that. So he only stands a radio. Uh, Catch me with the blaze early in the morning. Lex, last minute on earth. Talk to you next week.